Children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of The Keel Show. I'm your host, as always, Alex. See you alongside me, the inside of the Insiders. <laughs> Tyler Keel. See, what's funny, Alex, is that everyone is looking at it right now. I'm like, wait a second. It's flip-flopped. Yes, it's flip-flopped. Called a mirrored image. Yeah, everyone, well, I'm pretty sure everyone noticed that by the fact that anniversaries backwards and how Gretzky and also the fact that our awesome, cool Keel Show merchandise is also backwards. It's because we're on Google Meets. And if any of you remember, I don't have my ring on. Oh, my gosh. I never realized I don't have my ring on. Kelly! Kelly! No. I, my ring is on the nightstand. Oh, boy. Tyler John Keel, how she dropped Quote the, of the day. She dropped the middle name there. Wow. Hot. She's coming in hot, man. She's coming. Well, she's well, she, coming she's, in hot with the she's ring. Gonna, that door's going to bust open and hit you hard. It's going to fly off the hinges. While you're having yourself some marriage problems, I'll get this show on the road. We are live here on 12 Ounce Sports, on Twitter, on YouTube. If you are not watching us on Twitter or YouTube, Facebook, or Zingo TV channel 761, sign up for free today using the promo code 12 Ounce. That is 1-2-O-Z-Z for Canadian listeners. Z for proper English. Hi, dear. Can I have my ring? Please. I mean, if you can make your way without cutting in front of the camera, here, here, just just lean back, just lean back. Okay. No, wait, what are you What are you doing? What is oh. happening? Oh, oh, what is happening? Oh dear God! Oh, no. oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, okay. she, oh she's, she's calling. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Hello, dear. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just like on our, it's Kelly Hand. Hashtag Kelly Hand. It's hashtag Kelly Hand. Throw in the chat. Throw in the cat. Hashtag throw Kelly the chat. Hand. Hashtag Kelly Hand. I'll throw it in there. Hashtag. No, 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 wait, no, you got, you got to shut, there you go, there's the ring, there's your ring. Hashtag killing hand, okay. All right, um, where oh. were we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zingo TV, channel 761, sign up to for free today using the promo code 12 ounce, that is one, two, O-Z. Getting involved in no, the No, zero, show. zero, or, oh, no, it is O. It's Dang. O-Z, I don't. dummy. Right, this is help. why. This is why during the beginning of the show, I'm you so I am up. so flabbergasted because Here, my monitor's on this shush. side. You the mixer's no, in no, front no. of me. Stop. Stop. I'm on the wrong side Stop. of the screen. Stop being dumb. <laughs> Shush. Let me get the intro in, and then we'll get to you. Okay. Me. Twelve ounce sports. If you are not watching us live, you are either catching us on one of your favorite podcatchers, otherwise you are getting us on the replay show. What? what? Wixie splooting. Oh, Wixie is splooting. Okay, take a picture and save it. Cool. Awesome. Our, like our dog, you know, Corgi. Corgis, Corgis they sploot where the legs. Okay, anyways, you were going. See, now she interrupted you. You're not yelling at her, I see. Oh, boy. <laughs> I might need that second coffee back. Where was I going with? Oh, yeah. If you are not watching us live, you are on your favorite podcatcher, and by all means, share it with your friends. Make sure to get us out there using hashtag TKS at the Keel Show. Or you are watching us on the Keel YouTube page, which, once again, share with your friends at the Keel Show. Today's program is brought to you by On 12 Ounce Sports, Second String Leather Company. It's up here today. Tyler, shut up. I'm pointing at it. Second String Leather Company, which is brought to you by Second String Leather Company. What's your favorite piece of goaltending equipment? Blocker, glove, leg pad? Second String has you covered. Take your favorite piece of equipment, turn it into something you can use every day with their custom program. Give them your gear, pick up from any of their products, get your item crafted from the crease. Second string leather company crafted from the crease. This episode is also brought to you by mybookie.ag. Bet on all sports, win and get paid using promo code 12OUNCESPORTS and join it for free today. We also, Tyler, have 
Merchandise as merchandise. you are showing on Mer- your chest, and you are also going to be throwing on the screen. Merchandise. Right Look at that stuff. Look at all that good stuff. Make Sorry. sure to go to teespring.com slash stores slash the dash keel dash show. That is the keel show with dashes instead of spaces. Dash teespring.com slash stores slash the keel show. Today's program, we are going to be talking about players that are on the move. The awards talk with possible Vesna candidates coming in. Well, going. we'll talk about that. Stanley Cup playoffs. And well, let's just talk about the finals because that's all there's left to talk about this season. We're going to be talking with none other than Thomas Biondo and Peyton Turnage for viewing game one and looking at the preview as the rest of the season will, rest of the series will turn out with game two tonight. We were supposed to have Harrison Watt on, but unfortunately he was not able to make it tonight due to personal reasons. And, and, and I started crying. Two out of three ain't bad. And you know what? He's just not going to be on the eight timers. Well, he well, we're gonna have to because of the thing. Well, eventually, just not. We're tonight. gonna I mean, just not tonight, unfortunately. Thomas will steal the spotlight and Peyton. Breaking news. Well, it's not really breaking, but it is news. Jared McCann has signed a two-year, two point nine four million AAV extension with Pittsburgh. Miku Koivu will not be resigned by Minnesota, which is kind of bad because well, he's the captain there. Uh, Petrangelo, who is. You know, the captain of the well, St. Louis Blues. You're just blowing through this stuff. Well, I'm just going through all this stuff, and then we'll talk about it Okay, later. I was about to say, I'm like, whoa. Don't like, worry about it. Where am I going to get to I already, got, I already got it planned out. Don't worry about it. You just leave uh, me out of this. The contract talks between Petrangelo and the Blues have been cut off. He has a couple places that he could possibly go. We'll talk about those. Flurry is potentially going to be traded or bought out. Well, I go for bought out, but that's the rumors on the block. Um, with the possibility of him going back to Pittsburgh. Oh, say, say, I didn't write that in there. No, I put it in there. Uh, Look at you go, Alex. Gary Bettman had a statement where we could be talking about by the end of September, December or possibly January with a 82-game season. Who are we supposed to believe? And Nobody. the Ottawa Senators brought back their 2D logo for next year with their jerseys being released in full image and in full color. Well, for the first round of the draft. Now, Tyler, where, where are we starting here? We should, right also, the- we should also mention 6.30. We'll keep you live here on 12-Hour Sports because I'll have it on my phone. The rest of the awards will be handed out. And I think we'll also discuss those with Peyton and Thomas if we have time. If we have time. So we'll have the breaking news. We'll have the live analysis of the awards. I guess you consider it analysis because I'm probably going to yell and scream if they say Vaza uh, left for Vesna. It would probably be... Live reaction. Live reaction with analysis. Here on the Kill Show, a 12-ounce sports. Real reactions. Real, hashtag real reactions. Real reactions, real, real reactions, real reactions, real reactions, real reactions, real reactions, real reactions, real That's enough. So let's talk about Pittsburgh for a hot second. Jared McCann, thoughts? You know, not a bad deal, because I just wrote an article that came out today about the Minnesota Wild and their possible free agent moves this offseason, and... And you have to realize, you have to remember, folks, the flat cap is going to ruin teams. It's going to make it very interesting for us here on the show. But at the same time, it's just you have to understand that contracts aren't going to be the same. When we get to Pitcher Angelo in a second, I'll get more into it. But McCann's not a bad deal. Two he's, point- not, he's not a bad deal. $2.94 million, where in his past two seasons, he was making $1.25 with Florida the past two years before um, having a roughly AAV of 1.12 average. Uh, with Vancouver, where he played 2014 all the way to 18 right there. 
He said 2018 there, guys, but his his mouth stopped and it just came out weird. Yeah, that one. It happens sometimes. I, you know, it's not a bad deal. He's, you know, this is a guy that's, he's played well in Pittsburgh, but then again, he's played well on a better team. Look at the team he's playing with in Vancouver. Numbers weren't so the, weren't the best because he wasn't playing on a great team. Now he's playing better. He's producing more. Did he have a wasn't he? Didn't he have a career year this year? Uh, sixty six. Well, you're talking about this year, 2019-20? Yeah. Uh, this year he played sixty six scroll, scroll games. Scroll down a little bit there. Because if you scroll down, it'll give us his actual everything. Sixty six games. He scored fourteen goals. Got twenty one assists for a grand total of thirty five points, which is the most he's ever had. Plus minus of six. Seventeen penalty minutes. Okay, yeah. So it's best, you know, most point, best point production. So of course he's going to get a raise. A lot of guys and yeah. contract three goals years. In the playoffs though, three goals in the playoffs. That's three oh. games played, one assist. Excuse me, pardon me. Three games played in the playoffs. Not three, very good. <laughs> three games played and against the Montreal Canadiens. I garbage. You know, you know, not a bad deal. Pittsburgh. They're going to have to be frugal, like a lot of teams are. I mean, Vegas is going to be an absolute just a dumpster. Well, fire. let's talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins and let's talk about if they could pick up Mark Andre Fleury. And hold on, this is hold why on. they shouldn't. Our, so we're going right to Flurry, okay? Well, I'm just we're on the topic of Pittsburgh. We might as well. Well, you said bought out and trade. I listen. So the rumor as of right now, I got you from who? Uh, this is being reported on TSN. I haven't pulled up the article yet because I'm dumb. I just want to know who wrote it, just so I can make uh, sure that you're just not saying it's like me saying, you know what's gonna happen, to Austin, Ma- Mitch Marner. Mitch no, Marner is gonna get traded to Calgary for no, Johnny Gaudreau, one for one. Tyler, because they're the same player. What? Tyler, it's hockey rumor talk, so that means it's at least sixty percent accurate. Sixty percent time, it's right all the time. Sixty-two point six 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 repeating percent right. Um, right. Wait, that's a different one. Well, as of right now, the Pittsburgh Penguins have two goalies on. Uh, RFA that they have to either resign or you know do something with, which is Matt Murray. Hold and on, they Kristen both Yari. of them are RFAs yes. with arbitration rights. Oh boy, yep. Because it means with, you have. Here's the thing. That means you with, have. Hold on, hold on. Let me keep going. With Casey DeSmith being 1.25 million to the cap for two more years before being a UFA in 22-23. Now, this is why this is bad for them hold if on. they want to pick up another. Because goalie. here's about what. RFAs, it's not like you can just let these guys walk. They have to be signed, Alex. They have to be signed or traded in order for a team to have rights to sign them. And RFA is literally, hey, it means you can offer this guy money. You can offer him a contract, but we can match it, no problem. I don't know if Tristan Jari is going to get a bigger contract. I mean, he's going to get a raise because he had an all-star season. But I don't think a team is going to waste draft picks because, Alex, with RFAs, we learned this a lot last year with Aho. Mitch Marner. Was anyone else offer-sheeted last year? Uh, well, I know Mitch Marner wasn't offer-sheeted, but I know there was talks of that. Last year? I think Aho was the only guy. Aho was yeah. the only guy. Well, because everyone, everyone said it was going to be the year of offer-sheets, and it was going to make everybody's life either really difficult or really easy. And then Don Waddell's like, this is easy, man. Sebastian Aho was the only player that did get offer-sheeted, or at least the big, the only major but if, one that I could think of. But of course, Which, hashtag- by the way, thank you, Montreal. You dumb. Hash, I mean, hashtag Marner Watch was the literally the theme of our show for two months. But I was tired of it. I know you Absolutely were, but I, unfortunately, there was there was nothing else to talk about, and we weren't good at getting guests at that point. That is true. Anyways, but no, yes, you you you'd have a point. But the, with Murray and Jari both being RFAs, Pittsburgh's gonna have to sign one of them to a good deal, and they're gonna have to try to trade one. I don't. You can't sign both right now. No. Now, 
It's you, not you, with having another goalie already uh, contract. Well, you have Casey DeSmith, and Casey DeSmith can be a good backup in this league. He has not been a superstar, but he has been able to play decent minutes with the Penguins when he's been called, the Pittsburgh Penguins when he's been called up from the American Hockey League and Wilkes-Barre Scranton. But by the way, did on Thursday did you report uh, Edmondson's contract? Who's Edmondson's? Yes, I did. Yep. Okay, Edmondson's five. That's right. Not a bad deal at all. Made us made our talk. Like, oh my gosh, what if they don't sign him? Well, they did. So made you know. That, Makes that a lot easier. That dramatic, that dramatic little scene was uh, out the wayside. But I like the fact that you have two goal, two goaltenders to pick from. Yes, Murray was the guy that won ish two cups, and I say ish. Yeah, sixteen. I'll give him that. That was his cup. He won fifteen of the sixteen games. Not too old either. Either of them, twenty five and twenty six respectively. Jari's twenty six or Murray's twenty six. Yari is twenty five. Yari is twenty six. And here's the thing about Yari. This was his best year ever. I don't know if he can do it again. I think that's the thing Pittsburgh is going to have to try to really look at and be like, all right, is Jari, is Yari good enough to do this again? And if we sign him, can he do it throughout his term of his contract? Because despite having it seeming like you know a lot of goaltenders that are going to be available this free agency, there's going to be a lot of goaltenders asking for a lot of money. I mean, you know, we have, I mean, Robin Leonard seems pretty close to a deal with Vegas. You know, Jacob Markstrom out in Vancouver. It's pretty darn certain that Jim Benning is going to give up the house for him, even though Thatcher Demko showed that he can be an NHL goaltender, a number one NHL goaltender, excuse me. I know there's the guy named Jimmy Howard that's going to be on the market, but. Well, okay. Uh, hold on, if, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me run to the edge of this cliff, and Alex, you have to grab me to pull me back. We're not there. We're not the I'm edge just, yet. I see the edge, but we're not there yet. I'm trying to make it, uh, an option or uh argument for Tristan Yari. I, I'm giving him the argument. That well, then he's, keep going. He's capable, but this is his best year. And you remember, Alex, I hate to bring this back to the Leafs, folks, but Curtis McElhenney, how, how so hesitant everyone was to keep bringing him back because can he do it again? See, can he do it again? Here's the can thing, he do it again? Here's the thing about but Yari, he did. Here's the thing about Yari, though. This isn't his necessarily his best year, I would say, because, okay, yes, if you look at the last time that he was given an opportunity like this, this year alone, he played uh, 33 games. He had a goals against average 2.43, save percentage of 9.21. The last time that he had any sort of opportunity close to this was the 2017-18 season where he played 26 games, had a goals against average of 2.77, and a save percentage of 9.08. So just a little bit higher on goals against average and save percentage, but still not necessarily a bad thing if you're having someone as a fringe starter which if you try to sign both of them it's going to be if you want if you if you want to keep both you're going to have to trade your third goalie and you're going no, to you're going to no a goalie of that magnitude freaking 1.25 both or whatever for two more go- years both goaltenders are going to ask for money and if that's they, now if well, you can, that, well that's what i'm saying I'm, there's a qualifier in there don't you worry if you want to keep these two goalies both of them are a, going to have to take a pay cut, and B, you're going to have to get rid of your third. I don't see that happening. But you look at but Jari. Is it Jari or Yari? I go with both. I say both. I'm going to say Yari. Tristan Yari. Turn the sound up a little bit here. He, sorry. How, do, how do I put this? He was an all-star. I mean, I he, just don't think this is good for the long run. So if you're going to keep him you're gonna have a lot of problems i think you're gonna run into a situation 
a couple years down the line or even next year when he's just by himself and he's not having Murray there to help him out, it's just going to be a problem. So what you're saying is do the Philip Grubauer treatment, trade Jari if you but, can. But I also think if they stick with Matt Murray as their main guy, quote-unquote, and have him and keep running with him, one, he's going to ask for too much money, and they're going to have to give it to him because he's a fan favorite. But two is that I also see him having a problem, and it's going to be because they're going to give him far too big of a contract in length. Here, Alex, turn off the YouTube video there. It's kind of screwing up the feed. I'll, I'll, I'll keep checking it on the chat here on my phone. Sorry, we're, we're trying to run that over there, this over here, and we have a Google Meet thing going on the laptop here. So, yeah, just close out that tab. All right, fine. And then we'll just keep going with it. Hopefully it's not cut out entirely. I really hope not. Because um, the audio is going to be completely messed up then for sure. Right. Where was I going with this? Oh, yes. I think if you do end up signing Murray and that's your option, which I think at this point is probably the most viable option and the most um, appetizing op- option, especially to ownership, you you want to just make sure to A, not sign it for too long of a deal, and B, don't give him a bunch. Because you don't want him to hurt the cap, and you don't want him to you know, have something happen and you're stuck with him for however long, in a, even if you didn't have a no-trade clause, an untradeable contract. Because that that's another thing, too. Because if you sign a contract that's just too big, nobody else is going to want to pick it up. Otherwise, if they do pick it up, you're going to be ending up with, you know, 50% of the bill, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, so that's one thing. Otherwise, Tyler, I can put it on mine. If you don't, if you, no, I, I can throw it on data. Well, yeah, if you want to throw your phone on data, that'd be nice. If you could yeah. do that. Because okay. that's, that's why I wonder if that's what's happening here. Because I'm just sitting there, I'm like, oh, it's because I can tell it's on the red here. And it looks good on here. Yeah. I just don't know if it looks good on there. Right, but going back to... No one's cried yet, so that's good. Going back to the origin story of us talking about the goaltending situation, uh, Flurry possibly being bought out slash being traded, possibly going to Pittsburgh. It's the rumor that's going around. Um, a couple places are... I don't have the articles up, but a couple places are talking about it. It's not... Nothing's necessarily being reported because what? It is a hockey rumor, and that's what happens. In the words of Adele, rumor has it that he might be not playing for the Vegas Golden Knights anymore. And honestly, I don't think that it has anything to do with the agent thing, but it might have something to do with the agent thing, but I don't know. Uh, Moving on, let's talk about Minnesota real quick. Minnesota. And we will be talking about none other than the former captain, Miku Koivu. So, this, oh, God bless Cap Friendly. They already have the old logo put up for the Ottawa Senators. Attaboy. Of course they are. They're on it. They're on it like white on rice. So the Minnesota Wild decided to not go forward with Miku Koivu. So he's 37-year-old UFA. Um, last year he made a grand total of 5.5 mil. Uh, which was part of a two-year contract extension that he signed with a no-move clause. So AAV 5.5, getting 11 million total. He was 5.5 to the cap. Honestly, he's an older guy. He doesn't necessarily have the biggest numbers in the world. Last year alone, he scored. He played 55 games, only four goals, 17 assists. He. Didn't really do well in the playoffs. He didn't get any points this playoffs 
And I'm sorry. He's just not a viable option anymore. I want everyone to know. He's an older guy, and if you wanted to keep him on the team, fourth liner. Fourth liner, far reduced salary from last year, and I don't see him well moving somewhere big. My my biggest my biggest fear though is that a team like frickin' Detroit will pick him up. Hold on. Because they have they have a tendency to picking up old guys. But then I, again, Ken Holland's not here anymore. So we got big old Stevie. Okay, here. it looks good. I'm sorry, I'm looking back and forth to making sure because I can see the video's kind of lagging there for a second. I go on here, it's fine. I'm like, I'm looking at you, it's fine. I'm like, everything's like anything in the chat? Nothing in the chat. Okay. okay. Other, than, some other, than, other than hashtag Kelly Ham Kelly. Anyway, so Miko Koivu. I was uh, here's the best part about having a dog. Let me explain here, Alex. I was gonna write the article for the Minnesota Wild. I started this thing about a week and a half ago. About the, the Miku fu- Koivu article? The, me, the Minnesota Wild article about the top five UFAs they should go after. And I was talking about their cap space. They have Alex Galchenyuk, who is a UFA, Carson Soucy, who maybe, you know, if anything, he's a cheap deal. But Miko Koivu was a big one, given the fact that he is the captain, but he's probably going to take a pay cut. Thankfully, my dog was able to distract me for long enough because I wasn't able to finish the article. So I'm about to finish it up maybe the other day, but then I couldn't. So I'm like, okay, I'll just wait. Maybe I'll do it Sunday. Kelly will be home. I can finish it up then. Thank goodness Minnesota made the announcement after or before when they did because I would have posted the article and we would have been in trouble. Thankfully, my dog distracted me enough. It would have looked dumb. It would have looked, well, it, we, could, looked we could have gone in there and fixed it, but I would have had to have done some minor changes because, unfortunately, yes, I, I don't see him. I love Miko Koivu. I love the way he's been a he has been the guy there in Minnesota for a decade. I don't I don't want to say it's an Alfredson deal where, oh, but he can go sign somewhere else to try to win a cup. I I don't want to say what's the point, but I just don't see a spot for him anywhere, you know? I I want to say, oh man, he can go somewhere and make a difference, and maybe he can, but at his age, he's what, thirty seven? Uh thirty seven years old. Thirty seven. Yes. He He's done so much for the Minnesota Wild for so long. You, he's a guy that you want to see win. He's a guy that you want to see lifting Lord Stanley. Not quite the Ray Bork stature, not quite even the possibility and the thought of having Joe Thornton win the Cup, but he's been so good for so long. And let's be honest, despite playing in the state of hockey, Minnesota in the NHL, in the annals of the NHL, is so low on the totem pole in terms of popularity, in terms of, co- not say coverage, but just in general respect. The Winnipeg Jets get more. Then again, they're in the Central Division, which has Chicago, which has St. Louis, which for the longest time, Dallas is overlooked, but now they're in the finals. We'll get to that later on in the show. But just where they're at, they're always overlooked because, I mean, we always talk about how, look at Jared Spurgeon's contract. People think, wow, that's a lot of money for a defenseman. It's because he's good enough to make that sort of money. I think he's north of $7 million. Am I right there, Alex? Scroll down. You're on the Wild or you're on the Flyers? I'm on the Flyers right now because I think that's a possible place. I, I don't want to think about okay. that. I'm not going to make let me, any... Let me, rephrase, I, I'm not, let me rephrase that. The Philadelphia Flyers are a team that has gone out and time and time again proven that they are willing to sign old, used-up players... Which is and wh- signing them for too much. Well, that's well, that's just saying. Well, that's a- Chris Pronger, Wayne Simmons. I'm sorry, Chris Pronger was still good at that point. though. No, he wasn't. The 2010 Chris Pronger. Nope. No, Not granted, that was the last time that you could ever be that kind of playing hockey. But Wayne Simmons, Wayne Simmons, the night train. He was, 
he was fine until it just realized that he wasn't going to fit in. The team was on a downside. They trade him, and all of a sudden they get better. Wayne Simmons was not a viable option. I'm sorry. Still is not a viable option. Okay there, bud. He, okay. Listen, he's not an analytics god, and I get that, but dude, come on. Get him in front of the net in the power play and just have him just crash around. Yeah, but when he asked for that kind of money, though, no. He if was I making wanna... $3.4 million. He made yeah. five with New Jersey because they had the space. And I'll give like... him 1.2 and a shiny penny. No. That could happen. I'd rather freaking sign Brian Boyle than have Wayne Simmons. You want to know why? You mean Nash? Oh, yeah. that yeah, Brian remember, Boyle remember that? Bigger. Remember that offseason by David Boyle? Uh, there yeah, you go. good job. Yeah, great yeah, job. Yeah, that's Brian, another team. Brian Boyle. Hey, why not just send freaking uh, Koivu to Nashville? That'd be good. They, hey, they've got $8 yeah, million of projected cap space, but they have five UFAs this year. Who do and they then, have? Who do they have? Uh, Blackwell, Smith, Granlin. Granlin, by the way, one of the guys I said should go back to Minnesota because well, that'd be hilarious. Yannick Weber and uh, Holzer. Go Corbinian Holzer. Pff, he's still playing. Good for him. But listen, Miko Koivu, I don't want to see him in any other sweater than a wild sweater. Just for my sake. If he does find it, like, he has to sign with a team that has a chance to win the Cup. I don't want to see him sign with any. If he signs with a team like Florida or any team in Alberta, I'd be mad because none of those teams have a shot to win the Cup. Dude, he's old, man. He is old. That's why I don't want to see him go anywhere that can't win. That's why when Patrick Marlowe signed with Pittsburgh, and I'm like, ah, okay, it's not going to work, but okay. He's kind of a viable option. Dude! No, Pittsburgh has been on the decline since they won the darn thing. Now, Grand, yes, would they have had a shot had Evgeny Kuznetsov not scored in 2018? Yes, but then again, Matt Murray's the goaltender, Alex. Matt Murray was great for two years because he had an excellent, amazing team in front of him. I'm just saying, Marc-Andre Fleury is more impressive than those 2017 playoffs than Matt Murray. I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'll continue to say it. You know who's not so old? Who? Petrangelo. Petrangelo. 30 years old. Is... Apparently, well, it's funny because last week they reported that they were still talking. The St. Louis Blues and out to Petrangelo's camp. And then over the weekend, it's like, well, psych. Oh, we should have had Laura on the show. Dang it. We'll get her on next week. Or we'll get her on, we'll get her on in the offseason. Can I? Can just, I we'll just ask her one question. Laura, tell us about Petrangelo. And she'll go on a nice long spiel and say, thanks, Laura. We'll talk to you soon. That's all we're going to have to ask her. Because, he, listen, he has been a big part of that Blues team for. Are we at? I don't know if we're at the decade point with him. Uh, well, yes, actually. Pardon me. Excuse How me. long is he? Well, he's been so here. Twenty ten. So here's the thing. Um, in two thousand, I don't count that. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine was technically his first year with the St. Louis Blues, where he played eight games and then he played one game with Peoria. Well, he played for Niagara. Good for him. Played uh, for Niagara for thirty six games and then uh, OHL All Stars Canada U twenty. Okay, so but, so the years that I will say actually so matter. Twenty ten to now is when he's actually been pretty good because he's a forty point guy typically, except for a couple down years. So I'll just let me let me just read off the points. No, because no one cares about the points. 43, 51, 24, slight dip. 51, 46, 37, 48, 54, 41, 52. This guy is a good plur. Good, good pro. Alex. Reason why he was put in the captaincy. This is a viable option. And honestly. Because David Backus got traded. Hey. (laughs) That's why. Hey. Hey. If you can get this guy for straight six, I want him on my team. That ain't going to happen. Well, here's the problem. He's, he is a f- in, in, a, in a fair world where the 
Cap continues to climb. He's getting nine, nine and a half. The problem is no one can pay him right now. St. Louis has already said. Well, people oh, can pay him. It's just a matter they don't want to. No, they won't be able to. Yes, they and, can. Excuse me. They won't be able to and have the. Shall have, I go? No. Here, here we go. We're going to go to all the teams that have huge freaking projected cap space. Hello. Hi. Hey. Ottawa, Detroit. Yeah, because Petrangelo is going to waste his twilight in Ottawa. No, because Detroit, he's going to go. Buffalo, New Jersey, Colorado. But don't they have to sign God. McKinnon in a couple of years? Uh-huh. Yeah, Colorado's the the kind of me one because on. technically because they have to sign. I'm gonna name Alex, Colin Wilson, Matt Nieto, Tyson Jost, uh, Andre Burakovsky, Vladimir Nemestikov, maybe Colin Wilson's in or uh, Nachushkin's in RFA. Keep scrolling, and you have Ryan Graves and he plus forty, and then Kanaten. Okay, maybe Zadorov. They're gonna resign him and Hutchie. Ooh, that'll be tough. He'll have to be a cheap contract, but I, I'm sure you can. Swing that, give him a two-way deal for a million and a half, two million. But yes, Colorado could be an option, but they have to pay all those players. It ain't gonna happen. Pietrangelo is gonna have to take a pay cut if he wants to go somewhere and win. Okay, because there can be a team, a bad team like Ottawa, like Detroit, all these other teams that can actually afford this guy, but they won't be able to because well, they, excuse me, they won't be able to because if he's smart, if he's gonna go to one of those teams, I'm asking for a crap ton of money. All right. I'm asking for double digits at that point. The Dallas Stars will not be able to afford them. Why? Come on! Scroll down, scroll down. I see it, but you yeah. know what? You don't need Corey Perry. Faxa, Rupe Hintz, Dennis Garyanov. Keep scrolling. Do you? Okay, but Corey Perry taking off your books. Andre Sakari, you could probably sign him for cheap. Anton, and Anton you know, but okay, who's done. making a lot of money now, there, big shooter? Never mind. Well, I'm not. Dallas is going to have ten million dollars between two goaltenders again. It's going to be great. Hey, hey. I'm not saying give him big money. I'm just saying he can take a pay cut and win. I don't know if he wants to, though. We learned that, Alex. You don't want to win? He already won once. Don't you want another You're right. $12 million. Oh, my gosh. Alex Petrangelo is going to play on the Detroit Red Wings. Dude. Top right defenseman. $12 million a year. Well, First of all, make it happen, Stevie. First of all, Steve, make it happen. Steve Eisenman. Let's not, go. Steve Screw the cap. is not going to spend that kind of money on a defenseman right now. Make it rain like, One. A, like it's a, yeah. And second of all, Petr, if Petrangelo wants to win, then he's going to go to a team that can actually play right now. Well, <sighs> Detroit well, can't play right now. I'm sorry. They are not a contender. They're barely a team. I have to jump on the Twitter to stay active because I'm not going to pull, I'm not going to have the video up for the. The um, award announcements, I'll just update my Twitter. Because that's what I've done for the last little while. Okay, because let's, let's, let's think about it. What are some other places that could possibly be picked? He could pick them up, and he would fit. That's another thing, too. The reason why I thought... Well, that's why I don't know. The reason why I picked Dallas is because they're a team that they can pick up not You young, know they're going to have to sign Haskin in a couple not of years. Not young players. Haskinen, you have to sign him. Alex. I understand. That's nine right there. I understand, Ty. You don't. But you can make moves. You can yeah. trade people. I, I, that one, I've been holding that for him for a you while. You have to understand, Ty. You don't always have to just go and just from the list, all right, add in a piece. No, you can take this one out. You can push this one over. Bang, bang, boom, boom, boom. And you you're right. Like fit. I said, you could lose Andre Sakara, but I, it's because technically it's of Roman Polak on there. and Petrangelo. Hey, PP2. What? 
No, because first of all, there's no such thing as two defensemen on a power play anymore, okay? This is not 1995. Get off your PP2. You can't. No, you don't have them both. You have Shat. Yeah, I almost said Shattenkirk. Uh, you have. Oh, I'm sorry. I Petrangelo on one. Did I, did I mention that uh, Petrangelo was going to play wing? No, that's not how it works, Alex. Cor- yes. Alex, put a defense. You are on a wing. video coach, not the assistant coach. Hey. Come off your high horse. Hey. You've been a, you what's have the, been you've been video coach for what three hours? I'm I'm listed as assistant coach. <laughs> you are listed as coach. assistant coach by hey. li- by title. Davenport. D2, assistant coach. They call me AK. No, Co- Greener calls you AK because... <laughs> because he... No, just no. Alex Petran, this is a discussion I want to have after... Like, Because don't forget, we're going to have the Stanley Cup draft free agency. We will know within a week after the Stanley Cup where Petrangelo is going to go. I don't know if it's going to be as big of a sweepstakes as John Tavares. I don't know if it's going to be as big no, a sweepstakes as... I'm, oh. You want to know why it's not going to be... It'll be like a Brad Richards type of deal. Do you want to know why it's not going to be as big of a sweepstakes? You want to know why? One, he's not a center. Two, he's a defenseman. He is a right-handed defenseman who can produce and he can play defense. Doesn't, care, doesn't matter. No, he's a defenseman. He this is the reason why you're a video coach. <laughs> There's two... Positions that actually matter when get pay, getting center, paid. Center, right-handed defense. Center, right-handed defense. And goalie, right-handed defense. No, because goalie guess what? because it's the most important position. And, that, in all and of how hockey. is that ten million looking for Sergei Bobrovsky? And center, exactly. Center, right-handed defense. Goaltenders don't Ooh, get paid. Okay, did I say the two positions that were most expensive? No, I said the two positions that it. Are they are the most important when it comes to salary and signing no, contracts? No, you mean, you mean success? Yes, goaltender and center. However, a good two-way right-handed defenseman in this league is so. It's not quite a unicorn because we've seen it before. It actually exists. Eric Carlson. Remember when you had two ankles? I'm just saying, having those guys and able to produce. Heck, there's a reason why Carlson's making 11 and a half. If he was left-handed, he'd be making single digits, Alex, okay? Because he, that position is I'm far right-handed, between. and I could play defense. No, That's you like- can't. You can barely skate backwards. You can I- skate backwards, but you can't keep up with all the NHL. What you the can- f- are you talking about? I can skate fine. You can skate fine, but I'm just saying, you're not going to get $10 million. Oh, my. You're freaking... You can barely skate. Shut up. I never said exactly. I'd be making single digits. Why do you play goalie? Thousands. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Why did you play goalie? Yeah, did you see my post today? I posted my old Davenport picture, my pasty white goalie pads. Heck yeah. Archer's Urbe, eat your heart out. Whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know where he's going to go. We'll see what happens. So, well, oh, by the way, uh, Thomas is in the uh, Google Doc. Just for the, the people that are... Thomas is probably like, what are we talking about again? Thomas, the, we're, we're talking about the cup final. Well, he's doing his thing now. He's got he's back within the box. He is. He's doing his podcast again. Yeah, he's back at her. That's why he's so been so prepared the last couple of times. Oh, we have a quick one. Um, do, we have, do we have anything more on the notes there? Uh, we, we have do. the last thing, which is Batman. Okay, so quickly mention, guess who won the Calder Trophy, Alex? Uh, Elias Pedersen again. No. Kale McCarr. Who would have thought? Kale McCarr is the winner of the Calder Trophy as the Rookie of the Year, scoring 57 point, or 50 points in 57 games. Even while he was hurt, he was still the best rookie. Quentin Hughes, very good. He had a great year. Led all defense get rookies in points and assists. But, and also Dominic Kubelik, got to give him some credit too. Led, I think, 30. Was it 30 or 31 goals? I think it was 30 goals. 
He had a great year as well, but they were not. Kale McCarr, McCarr, well-deserved. Called the trophy winner. We'll ask the guys what they think about that, too. So, the lat well, we'll just throw this in there. Ottawa Senators, they decided to go back to their 2D logo. I'm personally a fan of it. Uh, Are they going with the all, is it the black with red, just the red they triple? Are they putting the white they on the shoulder, haven't, They haven't released the jerseys yet. All they've released is the logo. So, it's just the 2D logo back again. They just they got rid of the 3D one, so they haven't released the jerseys yet. They will be doing that uh, during the first round of the draft. So whoever they draft, well, the first, the two picks they have. So the top. two picks that they have will be sporting so, their brand new home jerseys, and then after which they will release their home and away jerseys with their alternate as well. Bam! Trent Stutzel <clears throat> and who's the other guy? That I need they, more coffee. Quentin Byfield's going to go to Los Angeles. Trent Stutzel, and I forgot who the other guy was going to pick. Anyways, well, I, see, ta- I talked about hey, Stephen Ellis. We've got Thursday. like a week or so, bro. We we got this. Well, we're going to be like, be like and, when I, be and when I say a week or so, it's actually like 15 days, a few hours, something like that. There's a countdown somewhere. I don't so know. So, Kale McCarr, yes, is your. Oh, opinion. yeah. 15 days, 21 minutes in, 43, 42, 41, 40. Uh, last point of business for news, and before we get into the Stanley Cup finals is the uh, yearly and more traditional uh, cup media conference with Gary Bettman. Oh, what? Leon Dreisaitl has won the Ted Lindsay Award as the MVP is voted on by the players. I'm not surprised. He's the guy with the most points. And here's the question. Will he be the Hart Trophy winner? No. No? No. You're right. Connor McDavid comes out with his, it's going to do the Steve Austin, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) Hurt Austin! Hurt music! Fuck off! And here comes Conor McDavid, starts swinging just the hockey McDavid stick. McDavid 316 says, no. I just won the heart. No, again! No, he's, no here's the best part, because they're doing it virtually, right? He's going to somehow... can't see my hands in this one. Somehow he's going to jump around, like, to all the cameras, like, all the, like, the video chat rooms, and he's going to bounce around, hits one over the head of the chair, then walk over to Leon Dreisaitl, and, Leon, I love you, man! Oh, my gosh, he's going to do the... Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry, I love you. Steel chair. And then he's going to go over another guy. Steel, Nathan McKinnon, steel chair. Well, no, that wouldn't work because Ric Flair was kicked in the face. Listen, he's going to do the I'm sorry, I love you. No, you got to say Seth Rollins. He didn't say anything, though. He just hit him. That's the point. But no, Connor McDavid does it. But no, see, I don't... Connor McDavid, it seems like Leon Dreisaitl will be the one to do the Seth Rollins bit. And then Connor McDavid's going to... Plot twist. Riley Sheen. Okay, let's be honest. If, hey, if, if the Edmonton... Hold on. If the Edmonton Oilers were the shield, let's be honest here. Roman Reigns is Connor McDavid. Seth Rollins is Leon Dreisaitl. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins is Dean Ambrose. No, Riley Sheen. <laughs> Tinky Winky is not in this conversation. Because he's a lunatic. <laughs> he was... No, wait. He was a... Um, um, uh, he was a lunatic. He was a Luna Tinky Winky. Okay. So let's get I had to make sure I got that Tyler, one. Tyler, you can just shut up for a hot second. Uh, Wait, hold <laughs> on. Did somebody call the Poe? 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 Get it? Poe? Because Poe was a Teletubby. Oh, Tyler, there, there are so many things that are wrong with you. <laughs> uh, uh, so getting back to actual news. Uh, so This is news. Or are we talking about the old oh, Shield stuff? No, you just yapping and yapping and yapping. Um, so Do you want to know the vote for Makar and Hughes? I don't care. 116 for McCarr, 53 for Hughes. Wasn't even close. Fantastic. Uh, so in the cup final media conference, uh, 
Commissioner Bettman said that he wouldn't be surprised if next season's December 1 start date didn't slip into late December, maybe into January, but no definitive decisions or plans yet. This is by Pierre Lebrun, at Pierre V. Lebrun on Twitter. I think it's Vincent. I don't care. Um, so he goes on to retweet himself um, saying uh, that that statement mirrors uh, what Bill Daly said on the two-man advantage podcast last week at when he admitted that the December 1 date start was less likely. So um, this is just something that he's just going to keep on talking about when he's just going to, well, keep doing that because he's a good reporter. Reporter. He keeps and goes on to talk about how the NHL is still intending to try, emphasis on the word try, and play 82 games next season whenever they start. Um, some speculation it's con- is that it's conceivable that next season starts without fans in the building, uh, but then transitions to some fans in the rinks as the season goes on. Um, he stressed that that was speculation. Uh, let me see. Um, he also said that the Seattle entry into the league will not be delayed under any circumstances due to the COVID-19 um, and the different way of play. Um, they will begin playing in 2021-22. This is all, once again, by Pierre Lebrun, TSN, at Pierre V. Lebrun. Lead at one of the lead head athletic writer, head writers for The Athletic. By the way, Rando wants me voted off the show now. Wants you? <laughs> Rando knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden, you're on Rando's side of things. Now, who's the Seth Rollins now? Rando's over here like Triple H, and you're just Seth Rollins. You're the Seth Rollins. I'm not Seth Rollins, does bro. Mean, does that mean Wixie's? Does that mean she's Dane Ambrose or is she Roman? No, Reigns? I'm not Seth. I mean, Rollins. she is. She is the big dog. Tyler, if anything, I'm Randy Orton. I play for the winning team. <laughs> I, I play for the win. You are the Kevin. You said what? <laughs> Evolution's back. All right, I'm ahead out. See you guys. I'm not. I know what I'm doing. But. I, no. But okay, the fight. So remember, it was a couple weeks ago when Bill Daly started shooting his mouth off. We ain't playing till February. He didn't shoot his mouth off. Someone asked him a question, and he answered it. Oh, uh, see, there's a reason why. See, this is why that you're not you're not going to actually this get deep into the hockey world because you first, keep saying like that. There's, there is. I'm going to punch you in the face. I know, really hard. I don't understand what the point. The point, Alex. The point i don't understand the point of if you don't know an answer why you say something that's my thing because sometimes you need to act like you know stuff i i just don't understand no i if you're bill daly if you don't know an answer because now he looks like a complete buffoon that's my take in all this i'm glad gary because listen i've said it before hold on okay gary bettman i have bashed that man into probably 25 graves in my head because listen i never liked the way he's thinking all that stuff he has handled this coronavirus, this pandemic, everything about it so incredibly well. And then Bill Daly comes out looking like the goat here. Not not the good goat, Alex, the dumb goat. The goat with the horns. Because he starts talking. It's like, oh, yeah, we're not going to play until February. And Bettman's like, well, we're going to actually try to play in January. It may not be December 1st, but it may be around Christmas or a little after Christmas. And very calm. I just... I, you got to pick to choose your spots, Alex. You got See, here's what I see. Bill Daly and Bettman probably had a conversation, something along the lines of that it could possibly Give me go... that pen over there, will you? Possibly could go into February. So when someone asks the question, Bill Daly says that he could poss- it could possibly go into February. And after hearing that, 
Fans going uproar. Oh, my God, February. Are you kidding me? No, we need hockey now. So what does Gary Bettman do? He saves face, makes sure to do his very best to try to calm hockey fans and saying, hey, we're still trying to get this, you know, everything ready by December, possibly January. So it quite possibly could be the fact of daily released information that Bettman didn't want to. Otherwise, at the very least, Bettman's just being optimistic at this point, and Daly is trying to cover all of his bases because wow, Bettman is saying everything and making statements on the betterment of the league and trying to preserve face for that, as whereas Daly just he just wants to you know try to be as factual as possible. Uh, it could go either way, other or it could be uh, Gary Bettman being like, yeah, no, Bill, about that, no, and just being just. Kind of a little bit of an ego thing because, I mean, it, this day and age, NHL, PA, NHL, there's a little bit of a competition of who's got the bigger set of bridges and who's got the bigger mouth. Batman. Well, Batman. Bat- Batman just because of how he's able to take everything. Bill Daly just seems like he is one accidentally wrong he, question away from just becoming a rattlesnake. Just, Batman's a cucumber, though. Exactly. He's able, and that's what makes him, I think, him more of a baddie than anyone else. By the way, ready for this? What? Connor Hellebuck, your 2020 Vesna Trophy winner. Why? The most shutouts, arguably the MVP of the Winnipeg Jets this year. The only reason why Winnipeg was going to win against Calgary in the, in the qualifying round is because of Connor Hellebuck. Good for him. I, I, think, I believe that makes him, Alex. Turn anything off the top of my head. Make sure I don't say this right. I believe... That makes him the first Vesna Trophy winner to have also won the Mike Richter Award in college. I believe that makes him the first because I think Hellebuck, if I'm not mistaken, was All the right. first Mike Richter Award winner. So good for him. All Winnipeg right. Jets. Connor Hellebuck. He's the guy. Uh, well, okay. something needs to happen that's good for that team. Well, Sure ain't coming from line, eh? By the way, how's he doing? Uh, I think he's back in Finland, but he's probably on the trading block. He should stay. Hey, the Jays and, Jays and Yankees have started, and the Yankees have not hit 10 home runs yet. Oh, that's well, that, well, actually, they're in Buffalo. They have a chance then. They're not at Yankee Stadium, which means they're only going to hit maybe two home runs tonight. That was a rough, rough three-game stretch for the Jays there. But good for Hellebuck. You, you did see the, the Boston fan that did break into the, Boston, the Reds and or blah, 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 Red Sox. The fact the that game. it's taken this long for someone in Boston. Now I know it's happened a couple other ballparks. I think there was was there an NFL guy that guy that, or no just all baseball. I think it is. No one's done it in the NFL yet. Well, well, the then again, they're NF, allow, they're the allow, NFL is allowing players into the into the twenty five percent capacity in Dallas, and the Cowboys still lose. Go Jerry World. But no, I forty thousand. Are you talking about no, the no, Stars, or are you talking about the Cowboys? Well, no, it would have been 25% inside the Cowboys. I'm talking about how all the Stars fans that are watching the games at uh, oh, American yeah. Airlines Center. Well, there's probably a well, it's probably a quarter of a quarter of the capacity of the Jerry World of AT&T Stadium there inside the American Airlines Center. But I'm pretty sure all Cowboys fans are like, yep, we're cheering for this Stars team now. I'm, su- I'm sure some people know about the Stars, right? In Dallas? Dude, they have a lot more fans than you think they do. I, it's Alex. I've traveled to places where it's like, 
Like, remember, Alex, remember my trip to Denver? I literally had to ask the guy, hey, the Colorado Avalanche are in the playoffs. Yes, your Nuggets have made the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. Good, great. You, under, you understand that some people that don't, don't pay attention to hockey don't actually know the teams. You that's what I'm saying. That, that's right? what I'm saying. There's probably more people. Te- people aren't just like sports fans. Like no, no. I me. was in Denver, and the guy I asked to put the TV for the game on, he's like, oh. I understand. He did your, oh. he did, he did your, your cross-eyed thing. Yeah. I don't do a cross-eyed thing. Yeah. Well, this? Yeah, I, I don't do a cross-eyed thing. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I don't. Then what is this? What What is the thing we go, uh. I have no idea what you're talking about. You make it dumb. Make your dirt face. Uh, no, you do. You do a dirt face with your eyes. You know it. Quit trying to save face, Alex. I'm not trying to save face. I'm just having a pretty one. Oh, wait. Are you serious? I don't know. Wow. Is this? Is it okay? I'm glad we're getting paid turnage on the show. Okay, why? Guess who won the Norris? Don't say it, Headman. No, that would that would have made sense. Who? Roman Yossi. Why? <laughs> Hold, no. Okay. No, we're going to commercial. No, now. no, no. Paul Payton. Hold on. No. Paul Piondo. No, we got. Hold on. We got a few minutes before we can go to commercial with them. Roman Yossi. Wow. Payton's happy. Oh, boy. Payton's happy. Of course he is. Something happened <laughs> that was good for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm, I'm tweeting at him. Them making it to the finals is just the biggest. <laughs> In your freaking back. No, you wanted to make it to the finals? No, you're going to get disappointed. And you're going to get disappointed rough. It's going to be the second overtime in game seven. And you're just going to, oh, we could win. It was game six, okay? And I still don't want, yeah, even though I'm no, a, I'm talking about this year, bro. This year, bro. Oh, they didn't have a chance this year. Oh, boy. This is going to be a showdown between you and Peyton. I'm interested to see how this is going to go now. All I'm going to ask him is why, and I'm going to say again why, and I'm going to say again. He's why. our well, he a he's their captain. B is their leading scorer. He was their best player. Pekarin and UC Saros were just like I don't know how to goalie. I don't know why they turned Southern. I mean, then again, Rene's been there for a decade and a half, so I could see why. But no, this makes every this makes everything interesting. I got a lot to talk about now, and all of a sudden our feed just gave it. Well, not gave out. But Fred's biggest disappointment in NHL history. Biggest dis- oh, That's not the biggest disappointment. No, you're right. It's Florida. For- what? No, you're right. It's uh, the North Stars. What are you? What are you saying? Oh, I'm going down the list of the biggest uh, disappointments in NHL history. Biggest dis. Wow, that's a debate for another day. Now we're we talking one season or. You know what? Because I, I tagged say- you in it and you didn't say anything about it. What? One thing that we need to talk about in the in the off season is we're gonna make a list. We're gonna do. A fantasy city draft. We're gonna oh. start from scratch, and then we're gonna have thirty-two cities. Detroit, three in Toronto. Give one to Ottawa. It's Parliament. One in Winnipeg, Saskatoon. No, well, Vancouver. Thirty-two cities. Victoria. You cannot have one, or you cannot have two in the same city. Toronto, Markham, <laughs> Newmarket, Oshawa. Have a Toronto division. See, a GTA, have a GTHL division, Alex. Yeah, and, and all of that, a Canadian team still would not play for the Stanley Cup. Montreal, Quebec City. Well, what? We'll talk about that later. Halifax. We'll get to Halifax. that later. I, that's an interesting one. 
That we'll talk about that in the off season. It should be half and half. Probably why? Uh, he well, like I said, he led the Preds in defensemen. He was still one of the highest scoring right. defensemen. Time to look up Roman Yossi real quick. You know, you could just search Roman Yossi and pull up his stats, whether it be hockey reference, whether it be NHL.com, whether it be elite prospects. Or, or I other. could just do it right here on Cat Friendly. That's cool too. Cat Friendly, which uses elite prospects. I don't care. Sixty-five points, fifty-six points. 50. He's been. A, here's the thing: Roman Yossi's been so good for so long, and that's why I can't wait to talk about it with Peyton because of the fact that he has been. That good for this long. He's See, but here's here's my thing. Okay, what? What's what's the what's the trophy? The best defenseman. Okay, plus Alex. He's plus forty one on a team that had two goaltenders that had sub nine hundred save percentages. He's not plus forty one. He's plus twenty two. Plus twenty two. He is plus. He is a positive plus minus. Pull up his hockey reference, Alex. We're gonna I get don't an, care. we're gonna get analytical here. We're gonna go full scale. I'm trying to think of the guy now. Can't think of his name. Um, Ian Tollick. We're going to go fall Ian Tollick on this show. Is he really the best defenseman, though? Is he really? Who are the other candidates? I don't know. You Look up me. Norris Trophy candidates. I don't remember. I remember I talked about it. Victor Hedman was one of them. And Victor Hedman would have been a viable option. I would have been okay if Victor Hedman got it. I uh, wouldn't want a Victor Hedman to have it. No. 2020 Norris finalists. Scroll down. We'll, we'll talk about. Uh, okay. And John. Oh, yeah. John Carlson. Okay. Yeah, John Carlson. No. So Yossi or Hedman? Yeah. No. Yossi or Hedman? No. Neither. Yet? I don't like either. You don't like either? Well, guess what, Alex? I'm trying to think of who are the other. So, oh, no. It was, it was Rask and. It was Rask and. Um, oh, he's a great defenseman. No, I'm thinking of goaltenders because I'm thinking of Hell. Because Hellebuck came back up. Because obviously the last two have befuddled you. Hellebuck, I understand. He was the MVP. The last two guys that have won trophies have been the MVPs of their team by far. Hellebuck in Winnipeg, Yossi in Nashville. Roman. Now, yes, could Rask have been the guy? Yes, but here's the difference. Rask was not the reason why Boston was success- successful. See, It was the fact that him and Halak were amazing in net that the reason why Boston was so successful. That's the difference between Connor Hellebuck who I love Lorraine Bessois. I've loved him since he was an oil king. I love him. I've always loved him since he was an oil king in the WHL. He was not going to do a whole lot for this hockey club. (coughs) I tried to get all schmeal for a second. My throat just gave out. I want a better... I I mean, this is why I can't wait for the... That's why I like to see how many votes came out. And this is why I want to become a member of the Pro Hockey Writers Union, because that would be a pro... Yeah, Pro Hockey Writers Association. Can I put my, my, my vote? Who would you have voted for? Charlie McAvoy. Go kick rocks. No. Kick rocks with He's a, a good defenseman. Go kick rocks with a flip-flop. Plus 24. He scored 32 points a season, played 67 games. That's a defenseman. And, oh, by the way, did I say he's got spunk? Did I tell you he's got a punchable face? Oh, Just like the guy that's sitting next to me right now. You don't like it because you beat me Boston. No, I would be okay if Tory Krug was the guy because Tory Krug's a good defenseman and a good offensive player. Tory Krug is another guy that's going to be UFA that's going to be making. So change. you're saying Charlie McAvoy isn't a good defenseman? He's not as I wouldn't say he's as good as Roman Yossi. Well, he's he not as good as Victor Hedman. Is he a good defenseman? Is he the number one defenseman in Boston? He's not even the number one defenseman on his own team. Then who's the number one defenseman in Boston? Tory Krug. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, so then why didn't he get picked? Because he wasn't good enough. Now it was Charlie McAvoy. Because let's look up Krug real quick. Let's Tory Krug. Oh, good lordy. Let's look up Krug. Peyton Turnage, where are you, man? Let's, let's just talk about Jesus, it. Jesus, take the wheel. Let's, let's talk about Oh, it. look at that. Holy cow. He's jumping in live. 
Look at him, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, I gotta turn his audio on. He just jumped in there. Wow, Thomas, just just stepping in there. Someone play Stone Cold's music. Psh, ladies and gentlemen, a member. I of, can't. We can't hear him though. What? We can't hear him because he. Da, da, da. Oh yeah, we can't hear him. Good Shoot, job. Hold on. All right, Thomas, hold on a second. We're gonna go to break. We have to get everything set up here for this awesome video thingamabob that we're gonna do. We'll be right back with more of the Kill Show here on 12 Ounce Sports. Where's the music at? Ah! Thomas, you screwed everything up, man. Look what you've done to us. You've ruined us. You can't even hear. I can't hear what he's saying. But if he's saying something, he's saying too much. He said hi. Oh, he said hi. Good for you, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> we'll be right back after this, folks. Welcome back to the Keel Show here on 12 Ounce Sports, presented by Second String Leather Company. Now joining us to help perform an abbreviated preview of the Stanley Cup Finals. Back for a fourth time, the voice of Alabama Huntsville Hockey, Peyton Turnage, and the sole member of the Eight Timers Club from In the Box podcast and the play-by-play voice of the Davenport Panthers, ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Biondo, our two guests for today. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. What's going on? So this this is kind of different for us. Cause I, have to, I have to look at because they see us through, like you folks at home, they see us through the camera. I'm looking at them down here. So I'm just like staring at my monitor like a buffoon. It'll be fine. No, fine. Yeah, but when you're looking straight ahead, you look like a buffoon anyway. So, I mean, I don't know oh, if anybody's okay. going to notice. So. Thomas. See, Listen. See, Thomas, this is why I miss you. This is why I'm I'm taking my key back from you. Taking my key back. You ain't coming. No, you're you not. Come. No, you're right. I'm not. The wife won't let me. No. Before, yeah, so, that's- so we went to break a little hot, Alex. We went there just a little a little on edge. And this okay. is why, and the reason why is because, well, the awards kind of got Alex a little hot and bothered. Yeah. Not in a good way, either. Not necessarily hot and bothered, but rather just in a questioning mood. Well. Wondering why they trust people with crappy opinions. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you How do you really feel about yeah, so I'll let's tell you so let's really give feel. a quick rundown of the awards that we know so far. Kale McCarr, Calder Trophy. I mean, are we are any of us shocked by that? No, no. I mean, Pey- I mean Peyton. I mean, I think we've talked about him before too. I mean, Quinn Hughes had a great year, but Kale McCarr just was just head and shoulders. Even with missed time due to injury, he was still one of the best defensemen, not just of the, among rookies, but in the entire league. Yeah, and I think Lynn having a better career than Hughes down the stretch as well. Yeah, and then Thomas, I mean, what is your take on Kale McCarr being the best rookie in the league this year? You know, I think he also helped himself by having being more of a household name by get, getting the, the taste in last year's playoffs. People knew already to be looking for him, and I don't think, I mean, believe me, I don't think he was going to sneak up on anybody, but, I mean, I think that that little uh, preview, if you will, really helped kind of set him off on, a, on his campaign, and again, I have, I have no problem with the pick whatsoever. Yeah, that's and I think Alex and I both agree that's a pretty good pick. The Ted Lindsay Award winner and the Hart Trophy winners we found out over the break. Leon Dreisaitl, most point. I mean, the Art Ross Trophy winner as well, most points in the league. Another guy. I mean, Alex, are are you shocked that Leon Dreisaitl got it? I'm not shocked. I just wish that whoever wins the Ted Lindsay Award doesn't sometimes get the heart trope. Like, I just feel like... Connor McDavid's going to call us on the show and be like, excuse I just, me. Well, here's my thing. I just feel like 
someone needs to go into that committee, go into all the votes, and just decide what actually is the definition for each trophy. And can we just get, like, an actual... So, like the Norris Trophy, best best defenseman. Does that mean the defenseman with the most points? Does that mean the defenseman with the best plus-minus? Or does that mean the best defenseman that actually knows how to play defense? That's the real question. Peyton, Peyton, if you could please explain Roman Yossi, why he was a viable selection for the Norris Trophy winner here in 2020. Well, I mean... It was, for me, kind of a tie between him and Victor Hedman. I think Hedman is the better overall defenseman in, in the league. But uh, Roman Yossi had just a great season. Um, he's established himself as the number one guy in Nashville up there with uh, Ryan Ellis. And, you know, he, he's dependent upon to play 25-plus minutes on average. And um, people are starting to take notice of him. He's not even, you know, known for his offense anymore. He does do the right things defensively. So this year he finally got uh, rewarded for it. And, you know, Thomas, you and I have had this discussion many a times on the Norris Trophy, on its legitimacy and whatnot, because some people would say, oh, it's the guy with the most points. I mean, but it just seems like Yossi, because simply because of the fact that he was the MVP of the Predators for the most part, I mean, I think that's why he's a well-deserving candidate for this trophy. Yeah, I, I mean, I... A lot of times when it gets down to the final three, you know, I don't usually, I'm not usually one to get that upset over who the winner is. Cause I really feel like all are deserving. And I also feel like you take any one of those three guys off of the team that they're on and just watch the free fall for those teams. And I know, you know, I, I almost look at the Norris as like the, a defensive MVP. And I, and I just feel like any of those guys would have really hurt or you remove those guys from any of the teams that they're on, and it's just you're handicapping the teams. But I do agree with 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 what's been said, and I'm I'm, I'm sorry to to say it, Alex, because you know we're so close. But <laughs> you know, Yosti really did take some steps forward. You know, take I, steps forward is wrong because it implies like he wasn't already there. But the defense really caught up to the offense, and and it, you mentioned to Peyton with the what twenty five and a half minutes a night. I I have no problem with this whatsoever. See, I I can I can agree with both your statements and everything. I'm not necessarily you, but obviously oh, our two yeah. guests here. Um, now you're just you, sucking you guys, up. You guys do bring up viable points. I'm just saying that I personally wouldn't vote for him. I mean, he had a, a plus or minus of 22. I think he had, you know, above 50 points this year. What was that? 65, I think it was. 65 yeah. it was. And like you said, 25 minutes a night. Yes, yeah, so obviously he, he kind of had the thing that Mark Giordano had last year where since he was just overall the best defenseman on the team and arguably the MVP, just throw him in that picture. Just get him in there, vote for him, and ended up getting the Norris Trophy. Um, Hellebuck did end up getting the Vesna. Thomas, we'll start with you. What is your take on Hellebuck getting the Vesna, and you know who do you think should have won? Do you think he deserves it, or yes or no? Well, I... You know, I it, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. You know, I don't talk for a living, so this is really okay. Um, yeah, you know, I I do, I do think he deserves it because honestly, you saw what what Boston did, and it see, it's so tough because you've been I've been watching so much playoffs, and you got to put yourself outside of that, and you're also basing these awards on hockey that was played four months ago puts you in a really tough position overall, but you know, 
at the end of the day, I think that, yes, I know that the Tuka Rask and, or the, the Jennings, I believe, went to Boston, correct? I believe Boston ended up winning the actual Jennings Trophy, Rask and Halak. Yes. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. But I think that Hellerbach, again, I, it's almost like take him off the team. And I think that Winnipeg is in a world of hurt. Um, I think you could obviously make the same ar- argument for Vasilevsky, considering he hasn't gotten a moment off in this in the in the playoff tournament. But um, the Jets also didn't really have the defense in front of them. They they were almost completely revamped their defense in the offseason, came back with um, I, probably a little bit of a lesser defense and brand new pieces. His numbers were still were still really good in, in compared to past seasons for himself. So I think they got it right there too. Peyton, what's your take on the uh, Vesna conversation and Hellbuck winning? We look at this sometimes from a cumulative standpoint. Uh, sometimes we like to combine regular season and playoffs. Like you combine in the, the guy's performance over his career. But, you know, most of these times it does really come down solely to the regular season. And Connor Hellebuck was the guy for Winnipeg. Um, like we talked about, their defense was so decimated and, and struggled. And yet he was the guy that was the last line of defense for them, stopping pucks left and right. And he was basically the reason why Winnipeg was even – um, a contender for the playoffs. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Hellebuck, I, I think it was seven. I think it's seven shutouts. He led the league. I know that. The only yeah. guy, there's only a couple of guys that are right behind him. One of them was Elvis Merzlikens, who, if there was an award for most shocking player, most surprising player, at least in the regular season, that would have been him. But now, Alex, it's time. It's time to officially announce the winner. Officially announced the winner. I forgot my trophy, but it's okay, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, the official winner of the TKS and inaugural playoff picks championship with a record of at least 12 and 10. And who cares how this next series goes? 12 and 10. Me. I'm the winner. Look at me, Alex. Look at that record. Where are you at? You're just Tyler. You did something somewhat successful. I did something, something somewhat successful. These guys don't see the graph at all, but. I have a, I put up a chart just on the screen there, guys, for everyone to see that I am excellent at being a playoff picker. I don't I didn't see that in my outline that you were waiting. Were you waiting for us to come on to to mention that? I, well, I missed that part that was going to be mentioned. So well, thank was, you for including it, us in that. It was going to be well. They didn't. You guys were going to be able to see it anyway. So we've you been just tracking. Have to remember, Tyler is full of himself. So I, when he gets a chance to be able to show off. That's like, Look at me! I do what I did. That's what he does. I, you know, Army. and that's why that's why he loves just being able to talk for a living. He just, I want, I want to hear my voice, man, and I just want to dissect, you know, how I did. No, you want to listen to yourself, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Peyton, here's the thing. I feel bad for Peyton because Peyton. So Peyton, for the long story short, Thomas and I, we worked together at Davenport. He's been over at my place many times. He was at my way and all that stuff. So unfortunately. Thomas and I have beef. <laughs> and Alex, for some reason, <laughs> decides to get involved in it. So don't feel left out. Just understand that Thomas and I, we got problems. Heaven, so, heaven forbid that Peyton would have to talk to you more. Oh, God, that's true. That, that is My true. My goodness. Having no, known be... you for a short period of time, I know you like to talk to hear yourself talk. That, oh, like, there we go. Yeah, yourself, get good. in there, Peyton. Good. Just going to lean over good. here. Good. Have a good show, everybody. You know. <laughs> He knows. He, yeah. He's got you. So let's move on to the main event of the evening. Dallas versus Tampa. The Stanley Cup final played in the Edmonton Hub. 
Lord Stanley's Cup, looking on for all of the games this series as they had in their nice little ceremony. I thought it was kind of a little bit dumb, but meh, why well, not? It's the Stanley Cup. You got to try to do something, especially in the bubble. Sure. Um, so game one, the Stars win four to one. They People say that they survived the th- the third period, but from watching the game, I honestly think that the Stars had the game in hand. It was a slow start, but Dallas kept um, up with Tampa and getting through the first two periods. 18-14 to 14, Tampa through 40 minutes in those first two periods were the shots. Or no, wait, was it? I think I wrote that wrong. Was Did it, you? I think it may have been Dallas. I wrote that wrong. That's my fault. Either way, when I was watching the game, it really sounded like da- or it looked like Dallas was getting more chances. So maybe that's on you. In the first 40 minutes, yes. And I think that was the big part in that game was where Dallas got such a good start because we didn't know how this – I mean, these two teams, they, did they even play each other twice in the regular season? I don't think they even did. You know, they, that's, did. they did. They, they, they made a point in the broadcast where Dallas actually won both in overtime. And that's, and that's just the thing, because these two teams are so incredibly different. We'll get a little bit more to the preview. And just the fact that they were able to you know, get through the first period, no problems. The second period, they were able to get a few good, a few good chances. Joel, Han- Joel Hanley scored. I didn't know that guy was even still on the roster. But <laughs> Dallas has been able to do that the entire time. You have Alexiak scoring, and then you have everyone's favorite Finn, Yoel Kiviranta. I Okay. Can we just and Peyton? I remember is he, we is he really everyone's favorite Finn though? He's my favorite uh, Finn right now. <laughs> okay. well, well, thank you for speaking. He's the, he, he's the favorite Finn uh, that's remaining in the playoffs. That's probably Jason Lindell. Okay. That's probably true. Yeah, and his own team. Well, okay. Can we just say this right now? If we could just simply have the finished commentary for the rest of the finals, because I'll be honest. I mean, all of us are broadcasters here. He's putting us all – that guy's putting us all to shame whenever Kiviranta scores with his goal calls. It's just – it's – you're not supposed to be biased, but clearly he's cheering for Kiviranta. He's rooting for Finland. That's true. I mean, Peyton, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can attest to that because, I mean, we talked about it a little bit after the second round after Kiviranta had that great game. I mean, is Kiviranta for real? I, You know, the more he plays – the more he's starting to convince us, you know, he's not so much a one-hit wonder, but he's starting to become a household name in Dallas. And, um, you know, he's getting in there, getting the chances, and sure enough, he takes two shots and one of them goes in on uh, Vasilevsky. So he's uh, building his stock up. He might be on uh, Team Finland in 2022. Quite possibly. But Tampa did end up bringing the heat in the third period with 22 shots, 22 shots, 22 saves for Hugh Dobin, 35 saves in total. Question for you, Thomas. Um, there's a lot of talk about how good Heiskanen um, has been for Dallas, um, but do you think that everything consider- considered, as of right now, do you think Hugh Dobin should be the Smythe winner or at the very least in the conversation? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would – he'd have my vote. Um, I, I, You know, because he – what he Dobin's done a little bit differently, or he's had his con smite moments, I think. Um, you know how, you know, I'm going to go back to what I know, and, you know, the, there was the, the famous con smite shift from Zetterberg back in 08, where the, the five-on-three penalty kill, and a lot of people pointed to that shift as, like, his con smite moment. Well, when you look at what Hugh Dobin did, I, I, you know, this third period, and then, you know, actually going back to the Vegas series, 
the third period, you know, the, the first game against Dallas or the first game against Tampa and the first game against Vegas were very similar where Dallas was, excuse me, the fresher of the two teams as the other teams were coming off a longer series. The first two periods kind of even for the most part in terms of overall play. And then what he did in the third period of those game ones, I think you're going to look at as like those were his consummate moments. And that's why to this point, you know, there's still four games left, but to this point, or however many games left, but to this point, Hudobin would be the, the consummate winner to me. Yeah. And I mean, he's got the, the talk of the town all talk about him as far as, you know, this series goes just because I think as of right now, when you're looking at these two teams, goaltending is a huge factor because you it's not necessarily that you have the strongest defense in all the league um, when you're talking about both teams. And it's not necessarily that you have the strongest offense in all of the league when you're talking about these two teams. Except so, maybe Tampa. <laughs> Tampa is pretty good. Well, Tampa is very good, yes. But, you know, it's they're not necessarily... How do I put it? Not everybody boasts about Tampa being, oh, they have the best offense ever. They're, there's huge, just bang, bang, bang. They have a lot of key fa- key cannons, if you will, if you're shooting off your guns. Yeah. But as of right now, the thing comes down to, you know, who's scoring the goals and who's saving them and or who's making sure that they don't go in. And as of right now, Vasilevsky and Hudobin are the two people that you need to look at because there are a lot of shots that are being put yeah. on net right now. And I, the funny thing was, when I talked with Stephen Ellis of the Hockey News on Thursday, he made a real, he brought up a really good stat going into these finals. Hudobin was seven and one when making thirty or more saves. He's now eight and one. And Peyton Turnage, I mean, you'll, you remember a lot about the National Predators run in twenty seventeen and how good Pecorine was. This is as close as maybe to, I mean Hudobin the way he's played has been able to steal the show, play play outstanding. Almost said phenomenal, Alex. But, I mean, and Thomas is going to hate to hear me say this name, but in terms of the coming out of nowhere in the playoffs, the closest name I can think of is a number guy, another guy that wore 35, and that's J.S. Shiger back in 03. That's how good Hudobin's been. Well, I think it's uh, Jeff Merrick, I believe, that says that they should rename the game of hockey. They should re- rename it to goalie. Because uh, that's what seems to matter most in these situations. Hey, Hudobin's been the man. Uh, he and Bishop were, I think, at one point in the regular season, they both had 930 save percentages. And, uh, of course, we worried about Bishop, what was going to happen when he came back from injury. And Hudobin's been that brick wall this whole time. And uh, I think he should get the Con Smythe off of the uh, We're Not Going Home video all by itself. Well, who did it better, though, Kivy Ranta or Anton Hudobin? I mean, well, Kevin Ronta dropped an F bomb right before that, so we, that's why we could only play a part of it on the air. Most certainly, Hugh Dobin. Why is it why? Because the picture of him that's circling around social media. I'm sorry, but a goalie <laughs> just go woo. A goaltend, a goalie that's have, have you guys seen the picture of that's been circling around of Anthony Dobin like in a bar somewhere, like probably in the I don't know if, where I don't know where in somewhere in probably Ufa, Russia. Sure. Like he's got like a basket of wings in front of him and like a like three pitchers of beer around him and he's oh, just like that sweating profusely. That's right oh. there is the Smythe winning trophy winning goaltender possibly. Absolutely. I right. mean, hey, at least you know he knows how to party. Um, Nobody parties apparently like a Russian party according to Antonio Dobin. Even though I'm pretty sure Thomas's boy Kid Rock will distinguish otherwise nobody parties like a magic elf well kid rock because maybe kid rock did the thing there ain't no party like a detroit party because yeah. the detroit wow well, okay that's fine whatever as you were thomas froze oh god no okay so he's, no, he's fine he's just he's blurry thomas is moving so fast 
Um, right. Moving on. So, okay. One thing that needs to be said, and obviously, so, pay, or excuse me, Thomas, I'm going to say that you watched the entire game, correct? I'm pretty I sure did. Well, they both did. Okay. Yeah. Peyton, did you watch the game as well? With passing interest. The eyes were kind of going up and down from the phone. With passing no, interest. So, admittedly. For, for, the, for the sake of argument, let's just say that everybody was able to watch the game. Because, Ty? I, I was in a wedding. <laughs> I was, I was you a, were slacking. I was in a wedding. I was, no. I was, no, you were I was an MC. Congratulations I was an MC. I, other Tyler. Yes. I was a groomsman and an MC at a wedding. I did. I was doing double time. You were MCing? I was at, it was at oh, Sabrina's house. I was, yeah, I was MCing. I was like, yeah, boy, woo, where's the new bride and groom? Yeah, that was okay. me. That was me. Um, so in game one, there were a grand total of 106 hits. Um, and obviously I think Dallas definitely took the, the more Liberty of playing a lot of more physically. Um, this is going to be a question for both of you. Peyton will have you going first. Uh, the is the physicality of this series, um, going to last, is it going to be as hard hitting as in game one, or do you see it kind of filtering out and trying to become more of a skill game as we go deeper into the series. Well, I think it will need to be for Dallas. That's been their game, their bread and butter. Uh, they're kind of like the Islanders, but even more tough and have more uh, finish. But uh, I think Dallas is going to keep it up on the intensity phys- uh, physically, and Tampa's going to have to ramp it up themselves because they're going to have to beat Dallas at their own game, it seems. Thomas, you know, you have, you have – both teams with key players that know how to play physically. I mean, Jamie Ben isn't afraid of dropping the the mitts if he has to, the captain of the stars. And then obviously the lightning trying to bring in some other key players to kind of build up some physicality, like players like Pat Maroon, who coincidentally won the Stanley cup last year. And now he's back in Big the finals, ranking. trying to go back to back with two different teams. Do you think that the uh, physicality is going to keep up as the series goes on? Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily expect 106 combined per game. Um, I think that might be a, an anomaly um, that we don't see a lot of. But I, I think that, you know, kind of like what Peyton said, I, I think we're going to see hits be, because these are hard-hitting teams. You know, that Dallas defense does not shy away. You got Perry, Sagan, and Ben up front. They're going to throw the body around. And, and as you mentioned, Maroon and that third line of, of Gord, Coleman, and um, – Goudreau, um, I think. Goudreau. Hey, Thank yep. you. Those guys like to hit. So I, I think you're going to see it. And I didn't even mention Cedric Pocket, who's one of the big hitters, has been a big hitter for the Lightning for a long time. So, yeah, I think, I, like I said, I wouldn't expect 106 per game on average, but I, I think we're going to see a lot of bodies running into each other through the course of the series. It's, it's, it's funny because I've been paying attention a lot more to that, the hitting, because there was all the talk heading into these playoffs of, oh, it's you know not going to be as intense because there's no fans, but it just seems like, a lot. I mean, there are some games that are pretty, you know, laid back. I think the Islanders Panthers series was pretty clean for the most part. Not too much physicality going on there, but it just seems like if it's the right matchup, you're hitting triple digits every night. And I guess that's almost like the positive side of this bubble is the fact that, or playing in the bubble with the fact that these teams, all of them, and I guess Thomas will go back to you, is that no matter how the atmosphere is, no matter if it's piped in crowd noise or not, these teams, whether it be Tampa versus Dallas or Dallas versus Colorado or Tampa versus Boston is that they're still playing physical and they're still giving 110% intensity. I mean, that's what makes the playoffs, the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, 
you're going to be the Stanley Cup champion. And I don't think that you get, I don't think that there's any sort of asterisk that goes with it. Like, <laughs> honestly, there, I think you could really make an argument that this might be a harder cup to win because you are doing it kind of in a sterile environment away from your family, you know, and you've been gone, you know, these two teams have been gone probably what I think August 1st. So they're going to be gone basically six, eight weeks by the time it's all said and done and not, you know, without getting home, without seeing the family, you know, you've seen the videos of a couple guys that when they return home and the kids and these two teams are doing without it. So I think that that's what's got to keep you going. And I think that some of the early departures were teams that didn't take that. You know, there were some articles that came out about, you know, were the Caps really taking it that seriously? And, you know, they had an early exit to go with it too. So I, I, I really believe that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the, 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 the ability of, of these two teams to, to stay with it is, is really just because, you know, you know, you're playing for the, for the end prize and, and I think that that's what kept a lot of teams really kind of focused on it. Yeah. I mean, Peyton, you are a fan of Smashville. It's in the name. I mean, it's pretty much, it's all hunky dory down for the playoffs because that's, that's what we've seen for years, but it's just the fact that it continues on despite not having the same atmosphere. I know that sounds like I'm pretty redundant, like a broken record, but it's the truth. Well, Smashville has been too smashing lately, but anyway, uh, it's been the more physical teams like Dallas that have prevailed in these playoffs because, you know, like Thomas was talking about, playing in the bubble, it, it takes such a mental toll on you. And you really have no one there but each other. Uh, you're playing for you. You're playing for your brothers. And, you know, especially Dallas, you see those inside the locker room videos with them and Coach Rick Bonus. I mean, they're so tight-knit. And that's why they've gotten this far, and that's why I think – I hate to use my prediction early, but I, I think that's why they're going to take the cup. Ooh. Oh, boy. Well, I, I don't want to tell him he's wrong, Alex, but... Uh. Whoa, hold on. I'm, hey. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that we'll later. We'll get to that later. But before we get to that, let's talk previewing this series the best we can, obviously with Game 2 being tonight, it's the 8 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Eight, yep, 8 o'clock. 6 so, o'clock in Edmonton. Yes. 7 o'clock for our good friend Peyton Turnage. I got you, Peyton. Correct. Good old Central time. So let's start with the stars. Peyton's pick. Um, number three seed in the West. They knocked off Calgary, Colorado, and Vegas. They went CCV all the way through. This is their first final since the year 2000. The year 2000. Are you sure? I thought it was the 99 Cup. No, they made it. Remember Jason Arnett? New Jersey, 2000. They, Dallas, that was Dallas. That's, oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. They were there. They were there. They don't. They didn't want to be remembered there. Jason, wait, no, Jason Arnott. No, they beat Dal- New they Jersey. Beat beat Buffalo. No, right? They beat Buffalo. I think in the playoffs that year, maybe on the way. But New Jersey beat. It was New Jersey over Dallas in six games. Buddy, you are talking to the Stanley Cup master. Thomas. Thomas is nodding. Yes, I'll take his. I'll take his input there. I can go back to. You want to go back to nineteen forty? I can do this, Alex. All right, here we go. Ready? There we go. No. Or New Jersey over Dallas. Yeah, it was New Jersey over Dallas. Just for the sake of time constraints, Alex. Let's okay, just, let's just trust me. First final since 2000. First, well, the last time they won the cup at the very least. Yes, it was 99. Was in 99. Yes, yes. Because they 
scored that nice little controversial goal on Hashik. But there was the facts that was sent out to everybody except for Buffalo. Sure. The facts of the rule change. Uh, so Heiskinen is currently, well, is fourth in playoff scoring with 23 points, leads the Stars as well. There's nothing really to be said about that other than he's playing phenomenally. Never would have guessed oh, it. Oh, of course you did. Uh, however, only two points in the conference finals. Peyton, do you look at Heiskanen's performance uh, recently, and do you think that he should be worried about, or at least Stars fans should be worried about how he's performing right now? A lot of his numbers came from that Calgary series. I mean, he played just out of his mind, and his numbers exploded. Um, I think he was leading by a pretty wide margin after that series was over in playoff scoring. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about Haskinen because the other defensemen are stepping up for Dallas. We've seen uh, Asa Lindell. Jamie Alexiak has played exceptionally well. Um, he scored a partial breakaway goal against the Islanders. And then we saw um, the unknown Joel Hanley. So if Haskinen is slacking, which is only just a little bit, really, for his standards, uh, don't be too worried because the other defensemen are there, too, to to carry the load for Dallas. Very good point. Now, going on to more of the offensive side, Jamie Benn has definitely been a great captain leading his team with – well, not leading his team, but leading the team and then also having 18 points total, 8 goals, 10 assists. Um Playing against Vit in the Vegas series, he had three goals, two assists, with a total of five points. Thomas, how important do you think Jamie Ben has to Ben to the Stars in this playoff run, and specifically in the conference final? Well, you know, I, I forget what game it was, but he got a fire lit when Rick Bonus split up that top line, and Jamie Ben ended up on the fourth line when the, when the split happened. I, I think Sagan was on the first. Then Radulov went to the second, and then Ben ended up on the fourth line at the start. And from that moment on, because they, it just really stuck out to me because they were talking about it so much during the broadcast as well about you know him being on the fourth line, and he really took off from there. And I, they needed that. You know, the forwards really have not been scoring much in for Dallas. I, I mean, the Dickinson goal was the first goal not by a top six forward since Game Four against Colorado. I mean, yeah. think about, it. I mean, it was hints and, and um, Faxa scored in that and everybody, every other game, it's been Kivaranta or Radulov or, or, you know, those top guys, Pavelski. So they needed somebody to really take charge and Ben doing it against Vegas in the conference finals. They needed it. They got it. And it's been, it's been, uh, it's been huge. He, Jamie, Ben, and I just, it's so funny. I remember I kept saying going in throughout these playoffs, even against Vegas, even when they lost game two and it was only one, one series, I said, see Dallas doesn't have it. And I keep pointing the fact that the top line was never going. No Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov either scores or gets a misconduct or he does something dumb. But then Jamie Ben just like, all right guys. And he, like I said, what Thomas said, that fire is lit and, and pay and you can kind of, you know, go off on this here. That top line was supposed to be the bread and butter for Dallas but just the way the playoffs work, it's the guys in the, not just the top six, but the guys in the third and fourth lines that are helping out for this Dallas Stars team. And Dennis Garionov stepped up. Rupe Hintz, I know we haven't said his name much on the score sheet, but he's playing well. I mean, it's not the big guns for Dallas, which is funny because Texas, you know, it's not the big guns working for the Stars. It's the ones in the supporting cast that have stepped up during these playoffs and now into the Stanley Cup Finals. 
Don't have too much to add to that. I mean, you hit all the points right there, but uh, Dennis Gurionov has really been the guy that stepped up. He's been there. You know, we, we talked about Rupe Hintz last year, how he stepped up and was the unknown. Now it's Gurionov who's been the guy that's exploded for Dallas and has contributed from, I suppose, the bottom six. I'm not sure if he's had second-line time, but he's uh, he stepped up for them, and, and you know, Dallas has been playing really good with the sum of their parts. Now, I will ask, again, another question for both of you to answer, and we'll start uh, with you, Peyton, going back to you. Um, this one is actually kind of changing the one that we had in the uh, the script that we sent you guys, but who do you think are going to be the real key players for Dallas here? I mean, we, we talked about Hedo, and we talked about Ben, we talked about um, Heiskanen, but overall, if you, had, if you had to take a top three, you know, you don't have to necessarily use those names, but you can if you want to. Who are the top three guys that Dallas needs to really perform well in this series if they want to lift Lord Stanley? Peyton, you first. I don't know so much of the top three. I mean, a lot of those names you can mention are guys I would say too. But um, Jamie, I got to talk again about Jamie Alexiak and how well he has played both offensively and defensively, jumping up and down the ice. He has been uh, my X factor for Dallas and. He's got to keep that performance up if Dallas wants to, to win the cup. And Thomas, I guess, what would your take be? I mean, there's a lot of guys on Dallas that have played well and some guys that have shown in some games, some have gone pretty quiet. Who needs to really step up for Dallas? Well, I, you know, to, to step up, it's, it's Tyler Sagan. I mean, he's got two goals, six assists, eight points in this playoff run. It, it's almost remarkable that Dallas has gotten this far with Tyler Sagan with two, six, and eight. I mean, it just seems impossible that, that would happen. I mean, to Alex's original question, I mean, it, it's got Ben Haskinen and, and, and Hudobin have to keep going. I mean, that's, that has to happen for them to at least have a chance. But I think to get over the top, I think Tyler Sagan's got to find something because I, the fact that he's got eight points in 18 playoff games is, is you know, is almost shocking because I just happen to be looking it up uh, on something different. And the fact that they are one, you know, three wins away from the cup with, with Sagan having those numbers, it's, it's, he's got to get it going. I think for them to, to be able to stay ahead of Tampa. Well, I will say this. We do have to remember that Sagan was hurt. I don't think he did any, he didn't do any training camp. I think he just jumped right into game action. So he was not a hundred percent going to these playoffs. And, and we've seen with some of the guys that that's kind of affected them, of course, Nicholas Backstrom for the capitals, but yeah, Sagan, uh, he needs to do something. That's my thing. It's like, I, I watch him. If ever, if I'm watching a game, you almost have to look for him on the ice. If you ever want to see him. So yeah, I mean, with Thomas point, Sagan's got to step up. Radulov's got to try not to lose his mind and snap, but it, it's in this, it's with all these playoff runs. You always hear about these third and fourth liners. I mean, you wonder why Alex, the grind line always started in the finals for the wings back in the late nineties, because they were the guys that, Scotty Bowman looked and said, all right, these guys can set the tone. And those guys played a difference always in the playoffs. And that's why I think Dallas has been so successful. You're right. Yeah. And moving. I know I'm right. Well, gentlemen, you're going to have to help me keep reeling them in here. I can only do this for so long. Reel me in. <laughs> Just reel me in. Going to need a big bass rod for that one. Yeah. So let's move on to uh, their counterpart, their opponent in the Nice little final we have here. The Lightning, number two seed in the East. They beat Columbus, Boston, and the Islanders. They only lost five games heading into the finals. Um, for right, I mean, with Stamkos out, you look at the front. Kucherov and Point have been the real uh, bolt, 
bread and butter, as Tyler writes. But I, I would say that they're just. Well, you the, like to use the B a lot. The bolt bread and butter. The bolt bread. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. uh, I thought you liked that. So I was like, I'll give it to you. Uh, Kucherov is the. He leads in playoff scoring with six goals, uh, 20 assists, and 26 points overall. Um, in the conference, conference finals alone, he had two goals, eight assists, 10 points. Point. He had nine goals, 16 assists. Um, second in playoff scoring for the team, three goals, four assists, seven points total in the conference. Peyton, you're—I would say that you're—you're you're, you're kind of a, a bolts guy a little bit, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Um, <laughs> kinda. They're yeah. o- they're okay in my book, but okay in your book. Carolina is more my East team, but. Oh no, no! See, I told you that's no, why I like it. Carolina, no. he already he hit oh, he hit it. Man, uh, it used to be Buffalo, but they've been so undeniably bad. But they got Eric Stahl though. He's gonna save that franchise with his monotone sure. interviews and YouTube, Twitter videos and stuff. He was uh, really excited to join a passionate fan base, wasn't he? Oh man, Eric's he, that I've never seen a man look so much in pain. Like I've seen lost puppy dogs look more excited. Than Eric Stahl. Well, lost puppy dog probably is happy to be found. <laughs> Hi, look, I'm here. My okay. mind kept going back to the uh, Cody Hodgson vine where he goes, "Hey, Sabres fans, I'm Cody Hodgson. I'm going to be a Saber for the next six years." Oh mm. man, that uh, hey 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 yow. Can I tell you a story that I heard about that? Oh boy, uh, story um, time with Thomas. Well, supposedly, I you know I that he actually didn't put Buffalo on his no trade clause list because he didn't expect to be traded to Buffalo. He didn't think that there was a possible path for him to be traded for for Buffalo. So he left them off his list. And so, and then he ended up being traded to Buffalo. So that was the reason why you probably, you saw a lot of angst because he never expected he didn't want to go to Buffalo, and he was so sure that he wasn't going to be going to Buffalo, he didn't include him on his no-trade clause list. That's why those no-trade clauses, I always like, oh, he's got, he's got an eight-team no-trade list. I'm like, man, you really still have an open end there. That's still another 23 teams that you could get to. But I, I've got to ask, because do you guys remember last year when Capo Caco was drafted by the Rangers? Do you guys remember that? Or at least the video? What was worse? Capo Caco's Twitter video when he got to New York was like, I am so happy to be in the Big Apple. That, Eric Stahl or Cody Hodgson? Eric Stahl caused me like actual physical anguish, so I got to <laughs> go with that one. It was the complete opposite of Jack Eichel chugging the beer at college saying, Buffalo, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Stahl as well. Uh, I'm going Big E as well. Man. I, I feel bad, too, because, I was like I said, I was writing the article for the Minnesota Wild. I'm like, man, they may be good. Eric Stahl's still playing well, and they trade him for nothing. For, I mean, Marcus Johansson, but Mark, it's not Marcus Johansson from, you know, 10 years ago. No, not not at all. But So I'll ask both of you guys, looking at the Lightning, who has oh, back been— Back to the story. Back to, <laughs> back, back to regularly scheduled programming here. Uh, Thomas, we'll start off with you. Who has been the Lightning— uh, MVP this entire playoffs. You know, when <laughs> I sometimes do this where the considering how good of point and Kucherov have been, they almost cancel it out for me. So I'm going to go with Hedman. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have just kind of marveled at, at, at Victor Hedman. I, it's, you know, he's just so, 
he's just so good. <laughs> I mean, that's not expert analysis by any stretch, but you know, some of the goals that he scored, just smart shooting goals. You know, they they showed where you know taking a little bit off, very Nicholas Lidstrom-esque, where you I know taking say that. a little bit off. Well, the Swede, but you know, taking a little bit off shots, more for placement instead of just trying to put it through the goaltender, and, and really. Um, he's just so smart, so good, so good jumping into the play and yet always back in time. And I, I tell you, it just doesn't seem like he's ever on for a negative. I'm sure that's not true, but it just seems that way. He's never on the ice when the goals are given up, you know, and I'm going to say, you know, they won games when point was out, they won a game, you know, Kudrov's been good. I, I got to give it to Hedman. I think that if you took him off the team, I don't, obviously I don't think Tampa's still playing hockey right now. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because when Andre, because Vector Hedman was a candidate for the Norris Trophy, when Andre Vasilevsky was nominated for the Vesna, I'm like, really? I'm like, he's not that good. But Vasilevsky has shown why he is a Vesna candidate in these playoffs. And Victor Hedman, for me, has shown why he can be a guy that can be considered for the Norris. It's been how important he's been for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I know how Thomas just made the reference to. Nicholas Lidstrom, Swedish left-handed defenseman, tall, doesn't have hey, Victor Hedman's got the long hair. That's the difference in him and Nicky Lidstrom. But Peyton, for me, maybe it's because it's the number seventy-seven. He looks a lot like Raymond Bork in in some retrospects. A very good offense, but also very good in his own defensive zone, and that's why he's as Thomas's pick, the MVP. But who do you think would be your pick for the Tampa Bay Lightning? It's hard to argue against Hedman because we saw what happened last year in that Columbus series when Hedman was banged up, that was, I mean, that was it. You know, Tampa didn't stand a chance. Um, so if we go beside Hedman, I'm going to say Braden Point. Um, you know, he's a little bit banged up right now. Uh, that's a little bit concerning. Can he pick his performance back up? If he doesn't, I've tweeted, I said, you know, Tampa can't beat Dallas without Braden Point, um, especially how instrumental he was in that Columbus series. So uh, other than Hedman, I got to say the MVP is definitely Braden Point. I was about to say, didn't point the one game he missed was the, one of the Islanders' wins. I mean, they, if they can't beat the Islanders without Braden Point, they certainly can't beat Dallas. That's a fair point. Well, I mean, you still do have Hedman back there on defense, which, by the way, quick fun fact, nine goals in the playoffs this year, third most all-time by a defenseman. Or no, he just has nine goals in the playoffs in general, doesn't he? Nine goals in the playoffs in general, which does not include the round right. robin. They made sure they counted that out so they wouldn't get in that. But, yeah, the round See, which, which is funny because... In in theory, the whole thing is that the round robin also counted towards individual stats because it's kind of part of the playoffs, but then it's not. But they're and, not going for playoff, like records. See, but I don't get if you're going to count that as individual stats, but you're not going to count it as overall playoff records. That just doesn't make sense. Well, that's why the big deal with Nathan McKinnon with all those points with Colorado, it was such a big deal because everyone's like, wait, is that 25 points within – including the round robin. No, that was 25 points in the first two rounds of the playoffs. That's what was so Fair big enough. about him. You want to know who my MVP is for, for the lightning though? You know what, Alex, just so you can get in the conversation. Sure. My MVP for the lightning is Steven Stamkos. Wow. Okay. Take us through it, Alex. I mean, I do have a question about Steven Stamkos here in a second, but I'll let you go. I do. Yeah. So my theory is that yes, he's been hurt. And you know what they haven't rushed to do with Steven Stamkos? They didn't rush him to get him into game one. The quote is, as of right now, is that for game two, you'll have to, quote, you'll need to tune in and find out to see whether or not he's going to actually play 
um, tonight, but I don't see it. And you know what? That's why I think he well, is the MVP of the Tampa Bay Lightning because, for one, he's not being rushed into play because I, I just I just don't see him that they need him. Well, because yes, he was he was part of the. They confirmed you know, he the, was out, Alex. They he's just not, now he's not playing tonight. Okay, but they, but they he, confirmed that. But he is skating. He okay. is skating. Yes, fine. But that's why he's my MVP is because if you did bring him in, because yes, he's the the captain. And he's done so much for this organization, and you know this is a chance for him to win, for him to be a part of winning the cup. No, it's better for the team for him to not play. You can have him there for the photo ops, and you know accepting the, the oh what's it's in the east. It's the isn't it the Prince of Wales trophy? Prince of Wales trophy. Yes. Ah. Oh, for Pete's sake. Hi, uh, tell, oh. tell, say, say hi to Wixie, everybody. Oh my goodness. It's Wixie. Wicks. Oh, she scratched it. She these, wanted to come in. These oh. poor guys. They're just like, I oh. want to talk about hockey. Now you're showing me your dog. It's you're named after Haley Wickenheiser, so it does have to do with hockey. And she's our unofficial mascot. Anyways, you were going about Stamkos. Yes. Is that it? So, it, well, okay. He's I, my MVP. Let's throw the discussion to the guys now, because now let's go with Peyton first. Alex, you want to hold the puppy? Go I'll ahead. hold the dog. Um, Peyton. Steven Samkos is skating, and we talked with Justin Godfrey of Raw Charge on Monday. He doesn't expect him to come back, but is it worth it putting Stamkos into the lineup just because would that throw, I mean, would that throw a wrench in the camaraderie that the Lightning have built over these playoffs? I think it's not really worth it to overextend to shoehorn him in the lineup. It's like if he plays, where do you put him? Uh, that top nine's pretty well established. Uh, you put him down in that fourth line, what good is that? I was watching NHL Network before this. They were saying if he did come back, maybe just play him power play only, uh, which maybe Tampa's power play could use that, uh, considering they're 0 for 14 in their last four games. But that's the only way I could see him working here. And, and Thomas, I mean, the, I mean, everyone loves to look at that story of that the 2002 team, despite it being the Hall of Fame team, the team I was supposed to win, Steve Eisman was still the best player on that team. And that was with half, like I'd say half a knee. His other knee was just gone. And do you think that would like inspire the lightning or do you think they would, do they actually need Stamkos? Well, so this is, you know, I, we might talk coaching a little bit and this is kind of, I think John Cooper's biggest decision to make. And I'm going to frame it with Stamkos if he's available, but he's been going with the 11, seven method, 11 to fours and seven defensemen. And, and I'm sorry, cause I'm going to go a long way around to get to my answer here, but you know, they've, there's been, since he's done that, you know, Kalorn gets kicked out of a game point leaves the game early. Maroon gets a 10 minute penalty for firing, firing a puck in the bench, giving them long stretches of 10 forwards out there. They got a back to back Friday and Saturday. There's a part of me that really thinks that they need to go 12, six at some point really between the Wednesday, Friday, Saturday section. I think I personally, I think that they need to go 12, six to kind of give their forwards a little bit of a break. And if Stamkos is, is truly cleared to play, use them, use them as the 12, even if you pull them right back out to go back to the 11, seven, I think John Cooper needs to, in one of those three games, particularly go with the 12, six. And if Stamkos is healthy enough to do it, I would go with them. I, I would. Well, I mean, at the very least, how many, how much did Landy McDonald end up playing when they won the cup? Holy cow! 
right. It's funny because remember the goal, that famous goal he scored in the 89 final? Yes. He was coming out of the penalty box. Correct. So that means out of the seven minutes he probably played, he, two of them are probably spent in the box. Right. So, and, I mean, if, if, it, if it's not even just a matter of, like, the load management, uh, which, by the way, Thomas, freaking nice take there. Nice take there, bud. No, I, I like to think that if it came down to a possible clinching game, and you could throw him in. I, you know, for the sake of the just giving him the cup, because he's been there with that team was awful. Like Vinny LeCa- Vinny LeCavier, when he came into the league, awful. And he's been able to help bring that franchise back to relevance again with obviously other players supporting cast. But he has been the face of that team for so long. It would be, it'd be wrong if he was not, part of that last game. But now, I, moral of the story, though, Stamkos, even at 75%, is still Stamkos at 75%. Now, remember the whole Tyler Johnson problem when he broke his wrist in 2015. Is ah. Tyler Johnson with one wrist better than, I forget who are the guys that could have been jumping the lineup, but... But, it, but was Tyler Johnson Steven Stamkos? That's not, that is true, and you're right, Alex. Bill Buckner was not that bad of a first baseman, but he was old in 86. He had a danger. He hit a dinger at one point, but then he let a ball go through his leg. So I don't know if Stamkos would be the Buckner or the Lanny McDonald, but history repeats itself. And I don't know if John Cooper knows which side of the history books he's on on this one. Maybe, but let's talk about it. Two differing goal, excuse me, coaching styles, both in the finals, Rick Bonus versus John Cooper. Peyton, we'll start off with you just right out of the gate. Who's the better coach? Gosh, that's a hard question considering the two uh, combatants because Cooper has been you know, a proven leader for so many years with Tampa. Uh, you wonder when that tenure is going to run out. And then Rick Bonus has come out of nowhere and been a wonderful coach, probably the best uh, players coach there is right now, uh, getting those guys to gel together to be a family. I guess uh, if you're looking at the hot hand, I'd have to say Rick Bonus. Y- you know, I – it's funny because Bonus is an interim coach, and I look back at a guy like, and I hate to say it because he's such an, I personally, I mean, I know he's a Michigan guy, he's from West Michigan, but I'm gonna say it, I Dan Bilesma was not a great coach. He was able to inherit a good team in '09 and take him to the final, and they won the cup. Okay, but Bonus has been able to continue to build because remember. Jim Montgomery wasn't necessarily fired. He left the team because of he was having personal problems. And Rick Bonus has stepped in and was able to help this team continue to improve. So it wasn't like this team was playing bad and they, you know, Rick Bonus turned this team around. But that said, Bonus's style has been able to just kind of just work with the the Dallas Stars and the way these playoffs have played out. He's been able to take that style and work and stop some of the best offenses. They stopped Colorado. McKinnon, Burakovsky, Randon, that offense that was tearing up everybody, Dallas stopped him. Now Tampa with John Cooper, and you got Braden Point, Kucherov, the top six that are clicking, Victor Hedman scoring, Kevin Shattenkirk is relevant again. Game one, they were able to kind of thwart him off. I don't know if they can do it the whole series, but Thomas, I mean, you have an established coach like John Cooper versus Rick Bonus, who's been in, around the game for, I don't know, 50-some-odd years, but never been a quality head coach in the NHL. But now here they are going head-to-head in the Stanley Cup final. Who do you think behind the bench has the upper hand? Um, yeah, because I am going to just look at it right now, and I, and I am going to go with Rick Bonus. And I think it's kind of you guys have really mentioned all the reasons. Um, 
what he the, the camaraderie that the star seems to have seemed to be a little bit I don't want to say shocking, but it, not the not that it's shocking, but what he's done to bring that team together. And the other thing is, is Tampa's supposed to be here. So yes, you get credit as a coach for doing what you're supposed to do, but I think when this started, I would guess that Dallas didn't have a high percentage of picks around you know the league of who was going to really come out of the West. Yet here they are, and I think that uh, as much as you Tobin deserves credit for that. I think you got to look at the coach and say, "Hey, you got them to the high. You got them to the heights here. Yet they haven't won it yet, but they've got this far. So that's that's really saying something." I, yeah, I first thing I'm like, well, Rick Bonus has done a good job because despite you know not being the head coach the entire year, he's been able to take this team. But Cooper's done it for so long. I after game one, you got to say bonus, but I don't know. I mean, tonight will definitely improve the improve if Cooper can be the better coach. I mean, I've seen so many matchups. I mean, you look at a match between Barry Trotz and Joel Quinville, and we saw, I don't know if it just could, I mean, I would thought Nash or Florida would have played better, but Barry Trotz's teams just seem to work better. So obviously Barry Trotz is better than Joel Quinville. I mean, head to head, it's tough, Alex. It is tough indeed. Head to head to headman. Oh, and I don't know how that played in, but just no. Even Thomas is rolling his See, eyes. That's, oh, why, they, that's why they mute it. So you don't have to hear their groans. <laughs> It's the smartest move. Smart. That's that's a game changer right there. Fair enough. Um, Eric Fair? No. No, not Eric Fair? Okay. See, Sorry. if I can't I'm do on. it, then you can't do it. Uh, you know. Uh, d- should we bring up the the Hudobin-Vasilevsky question once again, or shall uh, we go to the predictions? I think we should go to the picks, because since the game starts in a little... Well, excuse me. The broadcast starts in over five minutes. game probably starts in ten. People will probably want to go to the bathroom after they watch us and go watch the game. The last half hour of the show Fair is just going to be me just yelling about something that does nothing, because no one's going to be watching us at that point. They're going to no. be watching the Dallas Stars in Tampa. Absolutely. So while, let's get these picks in. That way, these fine gentlemen can go on with their evenings, or at the very least, they can watch the game. So, Peyton, we will start with you. What is your prediction? You already said Stars are going to win it, but how many games are going to take and why? I don't know why. First of all, all, I want to apologize for losing my ambient lighting. I know I've gotten progressively darker as this has gone on. but (laughs) Thomas um, is shining more and more. I think you gave it to Thomas. (laughs) uh, So, yeah, I spoiled my pick with Dallas, and I'm saying six games because I'm too chicken to say five. That physicality and that – unstoppable or sorry, immovable object, I think is going to outperform that unstoppable force. that Tampa is any gorilla mod soon come out of his grave. Fair the irresistible force made the immovable object. Thank you, Tyler. Now, Thomas Biondo, what is your prediction? Who is going to win Lord Stanley's cup and in how many games? Well, I'm going to do all Dallas stars fan a favor because I've picked against them in each of the rounds and here they are. So I'm going to continue that so that I can get credit for the uh, reverse jinx and give Dallas a Stanley Cup. I will go Tampa um, in seven. And I do think that there's a – I think that the the Tampa – the third period of Tampa is closer to the first and second period of Tampa. Um, and I think that over the course of a seven-game series, that'll show. I'm not predicting multiple 22-2 to two shot periods. But I, I do think that they will get swarming, and eventually they will break through. Fair enough. Tyler, your pick. Uh, your pick first. Your My pick, pick first? Yeah. All right, fine. Well, see, i Because I'm, you were so unsure. I'm a, I'm a good, hearty soldier. And as, as a true Canes fan and a true 
Crusader of the Carolinas, it was voted on that the Canes now root for the Stars. It is a fact. We are going to wear green. We're going to root for the Stars, and we're just going to hope that they have a good time. You're wearing blue. Well, I'm wearing... Because this is a nice <laughs> shirt. You're wearing blue. You're a traitor to your Canes. How I'm, dare you? Oh, for Pete's. <laughs> yeah, and you're wearing black. What does that say about you? Who it are you rooting the, for? It was the nice colored shirt that I won. Exactly. You wanted to wear that shirt, so you wore it. I wanted to wear this shirt, so I wore it. This is a neutral shirt. This is a Kewl Show shirt, which you can get at teespring.com slash store slash the Kewl Show with dashes in between the Kewl Show. Anyways. <laughs> my pick is going to be the Stars. I'm going to say in seven because I do think that Tampa is far too good of a team to let this go down without a fight. It's going to be second overtime. Something weird's going to happen. The stars are going to, it's, it's what's going to happen is just like when it did with uh, Chicago, when Kane ended up putting it in the net and they ended up winning the cup. Nobody knew in that entire building other than Patrick Kane, that he won the Stanley cup. He did it. He did the thing. And he, that stars in seven Tyler. <laughs> All right. So for any of you that have been watching the past few weeks, I, the, I think the only series I picked against, well, excuse me, I picked against Tampa against Columbus and Boston. How dare I, Alex? You want to? You know why I say how dare I? Because after the Tampa Bay Lightning were knocked out by the Columbus Blue Jackets, I said it on this program. On this program, congratulations to the 2020 Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. They are four wins away. Okay. My over well over 400-day prediction. Okay. Six games, Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. Stamkos gets his cup. John Cooper is one of the select few coaches to win the Calder, the Calder Cup and the Stanley Cup. And I am Nostradamus. <laughs> Except I didn't predict 2012, so I didn't do that. But this prediction I'm right on. I'm okay, going with Tyler. it. That'll be my pick. Because I picked him last year, and I should never picked against him, and I picked him to win the conference final. So, uh, so it's I can't say it's whether I pick against them or I pick for them, they win. So, I could pick for the Detroit Red Wings to win next year. I mean, probably won't happen, but we eh, could. I mean, Thomas, would <laughs> do the Wings have a chance? Well, okay, unless they're signing uh, Petrangelo, Krug, Hall. Trading for a couple of guys. Uh, yeah, yeah I, that's how it's going. We're gearing up. We're getting ready. I did say Petrangelo. I mean, if you could, if Steve Ashman wants to give him $12 million, I mean, heck, he could play on the right side in Detroit. He's already got his cup. Give him his money. But it'll certainly be interesting, though. Game and game two starts in, well, coverage starts in just over a minute. So we should probably let these guys go, Alex. And let, and we should probably hit the old, hit the old break old. Probably should. We are going to go to break here, and then afterwards we're going to see what Tyler wants to talk about because we got 30 minutes to kill here on the Keel Show on 12 Ounce Sports. Thomas, Peyton, thank you so much for joining us. Follow. We'll obviously have them in somewhere. We'll be talking about their following stuff, you know, at the at Thomas Beyondo one on Twitter and at Beyondo TV for this guy right here, and for Peyton, at Peyton underscore Turnage and El Patron. I don't... That, Great Instagram name there. El Patron. Follow both those guys. They all produce great stuff. Guys, thank you very much. We'll be back.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Keel Show here on 12 Ounce Sports, brought to you by Second String Leather Company and MyBookie.ag. Oh, they're down there. Yeah, they're down there eventually. Hold on to me. Let me eventually, once you get that popped up there. Thank you once again. There they are. They're right there. Yeah, yeah. Right there. MyBookie.ag. Thanks once again to Peyton Turnage, the voice of Alabama Huntsville Hockey, and the voice, well, one of the two voices, really, of uh, Davenport University Hockey. The old, well, excuse old me, he's the voice Piano. of Davenport that people actually watch. Does he's, that make sense? He's the voice of Davenport D1. How about that? Women's and men's D1, yeah. And he did a D2 game last year. We had our massive Davenport or hockey day at Davenport. We're just completely. Hockey day at DU. We're going to have a gonna... absolute gong show. I think it worked out. I think. Uh, we, sure. I, th- I think we went three and one that day. The only team that lost was women's hockey. Well, well, I mean, as far as, you know, actual, oh, you're, oh, you're actual ta- hockey. You're talking about off the ice stuff. As far as actual hockey goes, yeah. Hockey Day at DU was a success. Uh, the only problem I Working think. Working in sports marketing, though. Oh, my Lord. Don't even give me It started. was interesting because I did the full D1 game. No, I did two-thirds of the D1 game. Went into D3 because I was senior night. Came back over to finish D2. Then I did women's with Walker Orand. That was a rough day. And that's why I said, I'm like, we can do that schedule again. If D1 starts at like noon, if it goes like noon, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock, that can work. Cause then you stay on all on one sheet of ice and then everyone gets to play. It'll be great. Huh? <sighs> Anyways. But yeah, that was a fun chat. I'm, I'm just glad it worked. It looked, it looked good too. Didn't it? I think it looked good. I think the, like the quality looked good. I mean, it Oh, with the the video chat, yeah. And everything. Yeah, no, I think it went well. It's a it's a bummer we couldn't have Harrison because Har- So the way so the way the cross works is I know Thomas. I and I now I've seen. Pay- I mean, I talk. We talked to Peyton many times now. I know Harrison. Thomas and Harrison haven't met, but they've chatted before. Because remember, they all gain up on me in the group chat. And then Harrison knows Peyton. It's a big web of stuff. And Alex is over here. It's like I know. Well, you know Thomas. And you know Thomas. Well, and- yeah, no, I know Thomas. I mean, heck, we were we were we did. Uh, no, we've talked a bunch. Well, we've done the show a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, we've hung out a lot. You know, we've done we've done stuff. Did you ever? Oh, that wasn't you. It was it was, it was my birthday when Cooper came over with Thomas. You think you and Cooper are bad? Thomas and Cooper, like you guys are your own faction. Hugh Cooper and Thomas can be a faction. Oh, we could. We could just take over and we're and just, no just and no you. and no. It's not evolution. It's the social outcasts. Sure. Or whatever the. Or I'm trying to think of another faction that failed. Not quite the IRS. No, IRS was a wrestler. The corporation. The cor- wait. Now hold on. No, wait. Now what? No, what kind of corporation? Are we talking Shane McMahon Corporation? Or are we talking mo- like money bags like Ted DiBiase, IRS, and like Brother Love, or whatever it was? Uh, no, no. You're just you're confused. Okay, I, so, I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to go through this right now. Okay, so what we're gonna do here? We talked about off the top of the show, and we thought, oh, let's do in the offseason. I'm like, well, we have half an hour. We already went through the awards and our takes on all of them. We did that with ourselves, and then we did it with Peyton and Thomas. I'm like, well, we really got – I mean, we could do all the here's this guy's going to sign here, and this guy's going to sign here, and this trade's going to happen so they can sign this guy. We can do that after the season, folks. We can do that then. Back, that's when, we, of course, we'll be going to once a week. And I'll be honest – I'm not actually. I'm not going to say that I don't. I love doing the Thursday shows. They're fun. They're quick. I'd love and see. If you didn't have a job, and I didn't have a job. Excuse me. No, I say this. I mean, not like a job. Like, I'd like to do. Remember what Hockey Central used to be? Where it was just an hour Monday through Friday. Sure. 
like that. I mean, we can't do it, obviously, during the offseason, because then again, they don't even have Hockey Central on Sportsnet Radio in the well, offseason. Ideally, we'd have a serious XM show, and we'd do mornings. Like more, yeah, but like just like hour long shows, recap the night's action, talk to a guest or two, and then here's what's going on tonight, like stuff like that. That would be fun. No, we'd have a guest. No, they were able because we okay. So a guest the show. It's only an hour though. Time yeah, just only, do it. Just do only a couple. Show. Just a couple. Fi- just a couple fifteen minutes or a couple ten minutes. Some. some if hey, you want to set that up, sure. Hey, that I mean that would be my job. Yeah. All right, Alex. As soon as you're done with school, we're gonna have the greatest live. Daily show in the history. Tyler, of you just tell me how much you're going to pay me, and then I'll see if I want to do it. We're going to get some sponsors. Uh, anybody know any sponsors that want to support us? We have we have a hockey program. It'll it'll be great. Yeah, we're we're one of the best ever shows. People things. Yeah. If if you're watching me right now and I'm just like scribbling away at stuff, we're doing a- so. A- Alex is trying to plan for what he's going to say. I can probably just go. You know, because it's what third. So the the fantasy, like the fantasy draft of the cities where you'd want NHL teams. I want Alex. To, you're, are you really just you're writing them all down right now? Yeah. I was just gonna go. Let's go. So let's do four divisions, but we're gonna do four regions. Okay. We'll make it simple for everyone here: Northwest, Northeast, Southeast, Southwest. Okay. Sure. And this is excluding. Was, was there a rule on it? Was there a rule, Alex, on how you can pick team or pick cities? You said no, not two teams in one city. So which means New York would be well. Technically, you could still say you could say Long Island. You're gonna pull it up. Uh, yeah. Let me try to pull it up real quick because it's interesting to think because there is always the talk of Arizona to Quebec or putting a team in Quebec City and whatnot. And when the thrashes were around, who's well? They thought the Jets were gonna move back from Arizona or at the time they were Phoenix. And I remember, I remember I wrote an ACT prep essay. There was supposed to be an argumentative essay. And I, my decide, I decided I'm like, I'm going to argue why the Phoenix coyotes. Cause at that time in high school, they were the Phoenix coyotes, why they should not be an NHL franchise. Because at that time they were bankrupt up the wazoo. That team had zip for money. There was no fan support. The team was garbage. Actually, it'd been junior year. That was right before they went on that 2012 run. I was more or less for me. It was a financial thing why they should not be a franchise. If you put that Arizona team, that Phoenix team in the early 2010s, 2010, 11, and 12 teams, put those teams in Winnipeg. Those teams are a most profitable because look at that fan base they have now. What are you pulling up there? Hold on. Who went on? You just you just keep you keep teams talking. Are together keep talking. For, keep okay. talking. I'm just trying to figure out what you're trying to do. Keep talking. You're looking at salary cap. I'm, I'm trying to look at. I'm trying so to find want, it. Let me try to go back to that article. Let's see if I can find it if you tag yeah. me in it. Well, I did tag you in it. Facebook, even though I don't like using Facebook. Yes, I know. We post our stuff on Facebook. I don't yeah, like Facebook. Yeah, see, okay. You don't like Facebook. I personally like Facebook. People say that Facebook is out of date and only old people use it. No, everybody uses Facebook. I'm okay with Facebook. Oh, it's an athletic article. That's why, Alex. Facebook is nice to look at memes. That's really the reason why I love it. All right, here we go. All right, let's see. Um, this is from Eric Du... Oh, gosh. I forget this guy's name every time. Duhachik? I think it's Eric Duhachik. If you start from scratch, which 32 cities would get NHL teams? And I got to log in because apparently I'm not on this phone yet. Continue with Facebook because I'm already... I, I already subscribed to The Athletic. I am cool. <laughs> You're cool. I am Tyler Kuehl. 
Oh my gosh, the Jays right now the Jays are beating the Yankees. Great. Sorry. That's that's my bad. All right, let me go back to the article because I have to click it again. And okay, because I had to log in. Sorry, I got to scratch my ear. Okay, here we go. Um, 25 years talking about the league. I don't see any rules. I'm going to say. Before you get any longer, I weigh on the pros and cons, made a few changes, went to see the tickets. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, no, he's actually talking about his pick. All right, let's do ours, Alex. Okay. Here we go. Here, here are my two rules. They have to be considered a major city in North America by population, and two, they can, you cannot have two in the same city. Okay, so... And when I say same city, I mean you can't put, you can't put seven different teams in the GTA. So you're telling me I couldn't have an Islanders and a Rangers? No, but you could have a Long Island, and you could have New York City. You know, some people in Scarborough, Alex, take the very hard offense to that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because they're technically not Toronto. Toronto's a big city, yes. And they're not Toronto, so they don't get a team. But they're but Oshawa's big. Okay, all right, fine. We'll do it that way. All right, so that's the rule. So we're going to go a – we're going to do a geographical – well, like they should right now. They don't with the Atlantic and Metro, but that's not here or there. Northwest, Northeast, Southeast, Southwest. All right, eight teams per division. Here we go. Alex, we'll start off in the Northwest. Your, do you want to just do bang, 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 bang? Uh, I'm honestly, I'm just looking at. You're writing this all in Sharpie. I can smell it over here. It's I'm gonna, fine. I'm going to write this in pencil. All right. So we'll start off with the Northwest. You, Alex, your first pick of the fantasy draft, even though we can pick the same city. First pick in the fantasy draft in, the, you said Northwest or Northeast? Northwest. Northwest. No. First pick goes to Vancouver. Vancouver. And I see one of your picks, Alex, and I'm going to tell you that it's wrong because of geography. If you split the continent in half, your top pick would not work. I'm just saying it now. So you say Vancouver, and I well, will... My, I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go. I'm just picking... Should we have done separate picks? Because I agree with Vancouver as well. Vancouver well, just because it's a major Canadian city, great market for hockey when the team is good. And, you know, they're so passionate that they'll burn their city whenever they lose. So I think that's a perfectly good reason why they should be a team. All right, your next pick, Alex. Out of the Northwest. Uh, out of the Northwest, Calgary. I may as well write this in. I think we can both agree that all the teams in Western Canada, all the cities in Western Canada, are viable options. So we'll so let's just get it all uh, the way now. No, not all of them. All right, so Calgary and Edmonton, Calgary, and Edmonton, Winnipeg. I'm yeah. also throwing in there Vancouver. Vancouver. So those four are already in. Yes, I'm going to add one in Western Canada, Alex. Okay, and it's one that I would like to see. Okay, because it's a very rich province, and I think if the city's big enough, if you made a bigger arena, it could work. Fifteen thousand is all you need. That's what they have in Winnipeg. All right, Saskatoon, Saskatoon. No. Regina? No. Or just not in Saskatchewan? No. See, that's why, I'm, that, that's why it's my pick. Saskatoon. Very rich province, lots of money, and people love hockey out there. It's a different kind of fan base, but you can make it work. Here's my thing. Nope. Okay. Uh, this is our picks. I got my reason. Well, no, 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 no. You don't need to tell me why I'm wrong, because I'm going to tell you why you're wrong when you go with the Southwest. Okay, fine. All right. Another pick, Alex. So uh, we have four. We're in the Northwest still, yes? So Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg are off the board. I go with Saskatoon with my fifth pick. Yours, Alex? 
Milwaukee. That's northeast. Northwest. No, that's northeast. Or are we just gonna <laughs> are we gonna consider Milwaukee. are we gonna consider the Mississippi the dividing line? No. What we are gonna we are what we are going to consider to be the dividing line is based on how many teams you're putting in the northeast, how many teams. So I'm putting Milwaukee. So we're pretty as much geographically. So I'm just saying, Alex, that's the Mississippi. We're, you're, the Mississippi is the dividing line between east and west. No. Yes. No. Okay. Yes. Does the Mississippi? Where does the Mississippi start? Uh, where does the Mississippi start, Ty? Come on. I can't look it up my Geog- laptop. Fine, I'll look it up for you. Because I think isn't it? It's east of Wisconsin. Lake Itasca. You want to know where that is, Ty? Where Minnesota. Is that's not where I want the line to start. Where I want the li- line to start, Lake is, Michigan is South, Lake, Lake Michigan, Ontario. No, all no. the way over nope. the state Alex, line. Michigan down. is in the northeast. Michigan's in the northeast. No, nope. you want to yep. know why? Because I want Detroit in the west. Nope, you're wrong. Fine, go with it. I'll tell you why you're wrong later, after the show. We don't have enough time. All right, so you're gonna say Milwaukee. Milwaukee is my next pick. Major sports town. Major sports town. High population. I'm going to use with my sixth pick here in the Fantasy City Draft. I'm going to use Milwaukee, 31, 31st biggest city in the United States. Well, they have majors. They have the Brewers. They have the Bucks. It's a major sports town. I'm going to go with Minneapolis, though, as my sixth pick. The Twin Cities, because, I mean, the Wild, it's a big market. It's the state of hockey. But, un- but unfortunately, Minnesota is so big and they have so many small towns, that would be the only area of Minnesota that you want to put a team in. Fair enough. You gonna give your next pick there, bud? Yours. My next pick is Minneapolis. So are you at six there? Uh currently one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes. All in right. Northwest. And my next pick here inside the thirty two pick. I'm gonna go with Seattle. Seattle will be my next pick. That is also my next pick. All right, so we're at seven. Now, Alex, I'm gonna have you go eight. I will let I you I don't go. have an eighth one yet. Oh, I just poked myself. Anyways. Don't do that. I so apparently I'm in the Northwest off the top of my head because I'm going to consider Colorado the Southwest. I so I don't see any reason why you put any more teams in Canada because if you're just going to stick with the provinces, Alberta, Man- or Manitoba, Alberta, Saskatchewan. No, it's Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia. I don't see any other teams in British Columbia realistically. So that's why in the Northwest, oh man, Milwaukee's such man, Milwaukee's a good pick. <sighs> See? No. Now you're thinking like, oh, no, no, do, 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 well, well, the one team you put over there in the West was wrong. Because or one team you put in the Northwest was wrong because they're technically in the East, but that's not I guess. No, the, well, they're in the East right now. But I'm putting them in the West. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about some other one there. I'm talking about, oh, I'm talking about that one. That's not East. No, that's West, exactly, but you didn't pick them. But they should be in the East because of where? Geography. Geography. I'm going to go with, you know what? I, I hate to follow Alex in this one. I hate to be boring, folks, but Milwaukee. I, I just enough. Just because in terms of big cities and ability, I mean, they've had the admirals there in the IHL, the AHL for so many years. I don't see why not. We have 10 minutes. We should probably hear this along. <laughs> okay, so that's the, that's the eight. Southwest. Southwest. Um, first pick, L.A. You do need to have L.A. Yep. I'm going to go with L.A. as well. And that, yep, that would be where I saw the Kings. Yep. Anaheim. 
I still think it's a viable market. See, that's why I think maybe I may start blending my southwest into my southeast because I'm going to go with uh, – so I'm going to go with Denver. I'll just put Denver for Colorado because that would be the city. Okay. That's my second pick. Go ahead. Your third, your third pick, Alex. San Jose. Are you going to start picking all the cities that already have teams? I'm no. not – no, I'm picking San Jose because I don't think that they should have two two teams in that city, but they still have good fans. Vegas for me. I just think Vegas is actually. I mean, just I think it's because it's worked out so well. Just because it is a big city, it's got a lot of, and it's got a big fan base. Uh, I also put Vegas. Okay, so then that was your third pick. My fourth pick. You know, I would. Salt Lake's so small. You couldn't put anyone in Utah. I'm going to put Dallas. In my, I mean, Dallas will be my southwest. I'll go with Dallas. Yep. Dallas, because it's a big city. Yeah, Dallas, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's your pick? That's your fifth pick? Sure. I'm going to do that one that everyone almost lost their minds about a few years ago, Houston. They've had, Houston. The, they had the Arrows. It's another big city in Texas, and there's a lot of snowbirds that come from. That I'll take downtown. Houston. Is that your sixth pick? Now, this is where it gets tough for me. Because <sighs> I don't want anyone else in the southwest. I really don't. So I'm going to put one over here. I'm just going to say, right off the top, I'm going to say Nashville. Did, did you gonna, say Phoenix yet, Ty? I did not say Phoenix. Okay. Because I don't want Phoenix. Fair enough. And you are you have Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So that's, that would be considered your seventh pick? Uh, Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, seventh pick. All right. All of a sudden, I realized that we're not going to be able to do geography anymore. Because I have no one else I want in the Southwest. So I'm just going to throw him in there just because I'm just going to throw Chicago. I'm putting him like on the border on my little cheat sheet here. So with my seventh pick of the Southwest is Chicago. Okay. You're trying to block your picks. Yeah. What's your next pick? My next pick. You, wait, you put Chicago in the Southwest? I don't know where else to put him. I can't put him in the Northeast because I'm going to have eight teams in the Northeast. You're dumb. Uh, They're gonna be like the my, the Jets eighth, their first my, two years where they were playing eighth, in the what? My eighth pick is uh, Salt Lake City. I see. I Utah. thought I thought about it. Yeah, the Grizzlies have been there for a long time, but I just don't see them being a viable option in the NHL. I don't know, man. And that, I like that city. I like Salt Lake City. They it, it's a possibility in my eyes. So. Can I just put, like, the letter X? <laughs> sure. I, I sure. For the sake of time, yeah. Because I don't know where else to go with the Southwest. Let's jump to the Northeast. Northeast, then. I'll pick first. Just get this one out of the way. Toronto. Okay, Toronto, I put there. Montreal. Yep, Montreal as well. Are, are we going to put all the original six, with the exception of Chicago in the Northeast, or are you putting Chicago in the Northeast? I did not put Chicago in the Northeast. I put Chicago in the Northwest. Okay, so Chicago's in the Northwest. So all the original six teams. Let me just put the range. So I'll put New York and then Boston. And who else I'm missing? I got Chicago already. Detroit. So I got so we got those five in the Northeast, right? Detroit. No. You really didn't pick Detroit. I'll, we'll get to it. You really didn't pick Detroit. Oh we'll boy. Get okay. To it. So what five do you have? So Toronto, Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, NYC, and New York City. Boston. So that's where we're both at. I picked Detroit as my fifth. Yours is. Mine is gonna be Philly. Philly. Yep. That's my sixth pick as well. And then your seventh pick? Uh, seventh pick is Ottawa. I'm going to go with Quebec City on this one. Actually, no. 
At this point, it's just going to turn into an east and a west. So Nashville and Chicago will be in the west. Yeah, I'm just saying because Quebec City, Pittsburgh. Where am I here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Pittsburgh. And how many did you say, Alex? Are you at seven or eight? Because I will throw Ottawa in there just because you need to have the both the capitals of, of the respective countries added. So I got Washington, Ottawa. So I'm I have two. Quebec City. I do too. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm at ten. Where are you at? You said NYC, Montreal, Philly, Ottawa, Washington, Boston, Quebec City. That's where we're at. You're saying Long Island. I will say I'll put Buffalo just because I, I mean it. So that's eleven. I need five more. I need five. Wait, more. you're just going to the east? I'm just going east now because I realize. Okay. So for okay for so people that are keeping track at home, my northeast is. NYC, Long Island, Toronto, Montreal, Philly, Ottawa, Boston, Quebec City. Because there's a lot more teams in the Northeast for me okay. than I would the Southeast. Then, if I count this out right, my Southeast is Washington, Dal- Dallas, Columbus. Oh, shoot. I should have. No. Okay. Washington, Dallas, Columbus. No. Detroit, Nashville, Raleigh, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Grand Rapids. I. You want me to read the again? Wait, you said Grand Rapids. I did. Wow. Yes. Through, so just so since well, you're I paying threw, attention, I, I did throw Grand Rapids. Southeast, Washington, Dallas, Detroit, Nashville, Raleigh, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Grand Rapids. Yes, I have Pittsburgh and Philly in two different conference or two different divisions, and there's a reason why. You need a team in Florida. That's Tampa. Yep. I think you could... You have Raleigh, because that's still a very good option, and the fan base is phenomenal there. I wouldn't do Raleigh. I'd do Charlotte if I did that, but I'm not going to do 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I'm just going to put 11 here, so I know the number 12, 13, 14. I need two more. I said Hartford, because I still think there's a passionate what? fan base. Hartford, because they got screwed out of money. It was a money thing, just like Winnipeg. I'm just clapping in one, two, three. Wait, wait, I, gonna put I a agree, team in Maine. I agree with you in Grand Rapids. No, I'm not going to put a team in Maine. That is minor leagues heaven up there, Portland. <sighs> two more in two minutes. I'm going to go with. I'm going to throw a second team in Florida. I'm going to go Miami, Miami, my the Miami area because it is a big city down there and. At times, it works. When the team is good. When the team was in Miami Arena, that team was profitable. They move out to Sunrise, nothing. So, Miami, yes. No, no, not Miami. Going off the grid here. Going Orlando. Going for my Solar Bears, Alex. Orlando. I can see it. with my 16th, I actually picked two more because I had to pick one more in the West. Uh, One more in the West, one more in the West, one more in the West, one more in the West. Phoenix. I'm not going to pick Phoenix. Put Phoenix. Then just put Arizona. I'll put San Jose. I'll, I'll agree with New that. Mexico. Put a team in New Mexico. <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. The Albuquerque Aces. That's a great team right there. East. Who else would I want to see in the East? Did you put Carolina down yet? I'm not putting Carolina down, Alex. Why not? Because I don't want to. Because I know what I'm about. You know what? Let's go, with the old, let's go with the old skipjacks. Yeah, that's a good point. Baltimore. There it is. Vancouver. That's our 32 teams. If you've been keeping track at home. Two uh, minutes to spare. Two minutes to spare. Well, I, I, you know, it's funny. We're, like, rushing to do this, but then I realized that we, there's no... I'm surprised t- that you didn't fight me over Grand Rapids. Because Grand Rapids, I've... Listen, if it's 
it's a big. It's bigger than Memphis. Memphis has a pro sports team. It's almost as big as Milwaukee. They have two. Grand Rapids is the biggest city to not have a major sports to not have a major sports team. And I'm sorry, the Rampage did not count. I am hold on, hold. They did count because they were were not a major. They were in the highest league in their sport in indoor football, professional indoor football. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Listen, if Grand Rapids have an MLS, Grand Rapids, be different. Hold on. Grand Rapids is the biggest city in the United States that does not have a sports team with the fact being that they are considered a huge sports town. Yes. Minor league hockey team, minor league basketball team, minor league soccer team. They used to have a minor league lacrosse team. Baseball, the White Caps. They do have a minor league baseball team, which is, and by the way, all of the minor league sports teams have affiliations to professional leagues and professional teams. Well, the drive are the Detroit Red Wings, the Detroit uh, Tigers, uh, the drive, I believe are doing the Nuggets. They're changing to the Nuggets. The Pistons? No, the Pistons decided they're deciding. Long story. Well, that team is not that profitable. But anyways. Yes, the Grand Rapids would. I consider Grand Rapids a, a heavy sports town. I gave it to the Bay, San Jose, San Francisco. The Bay Area was my other, I guess, my other pick in the West. See, but here's the thing about Grand Rapids, though. You want to know what you're going to do? You're going to have to destroy Ionia Street. No, you no, because so we have we have time. We can run a little bit over here since there's no rando tonight. The reason why, if you ever come to Grand Rapids, the Van Andel Arena where the Zamboni Doors is all black. And there's a parking lot behind it. There's a there's a like a service parking lot, and then there's an actual parking lot. The reason why that was built, Alex, you know the story. They well, built, I do know the story, but they don't know. They built it so if it ever came time to that, they went major pro in either basketball because basketball was came around hockey in '96. Mm-hmm. Basketball, hockey, whatever, they could blow that wall out, extend the seat because right now it's only a three quarter upper bowl. Lower bowl all the way around, a little bit shorter near the Zamboni door, which is where I'm talking about. They'd blow out that wall, they'd lose that back service lot, if you will, and they'd extend the seating to go all the way around, both lower bowl and upper bowl, yes. and they would use the parking lot behind that, which is right on, is that Cherry? That's not Cherry. That's um, Cherry Street. No, yes, that's Cherry, the next one's Granville. They would use that lot as the service lot. They may add some more parking there, but whatever. Grand Rapids, they literally set up to where they could be major pro sports town. There's been talk about it off and on for years. I just don't think it'll ever happen. Not in this lifetime, no. But that's why we do this. Fantasy picks. We make our list. Fantasy picks. It's a wonderful thing. I'll just throw that right there for everybody. Yeah, so everyone can see it. They can even read it. I I can't even read it. I'm right next to you. Anyways. Look, hey, guys. Hey, hold on. Wait, there's merch. Hey, look at that merch. Merch, 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 merch. Teespring.com slash doors slash the keel show dashes where the spaces are. Mybookie.ag, second string link leather company for Tyler, for hashtag Kelly Hand, for Wixie the dog. I'm your host, Alice Keel. We will see you next week, Monday. Or Thursday. I'll be there Thursday. I'll be on Monday. Bye, That's the show that really matters. That's not the one. It's, everyone loves that. Hey, show. they love me more. I'm the show. This is my show. Goodbye, everybody.